0: You are listening
1: to Kansas City Podcast Network, talent-driven, FCC-free. Check out our show lineup, videos, events, and more over at kcpn.org. The Voices of Kansas Into an all new edition of the Tailgate podcast. I've uh, been off for a couple weeks. Uh, another, the third annual, or 30th, the, the third <laughs> podcast that never was Yay. last week. Uh, I wasn't a part of it. I was out of town.
2: Um, but. We said we missed you a lot. They did. We actually did ride. quite a few times. <laughs> there was a point where it was starting Where's to run off the rails and it was like, oh, this is why we need air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but. It's fine. We're back here today. So, uh, I mean, now I get to talk about the national title game and all those things. Yeah. So uh, it's just, and
2: I'd even said, I was like, there's NBA stuff for us to talk about. Mm-hmm. We'll wait till Aaron gets back. So yeah. and get it was
1: serendipitous. I'm a child. Yeah, Ty gets a little too drunk sometimes on the podcast, and so he has to put some food in his stomach.
2: Before. Yeah, he's got his chicken tenders and his chocolate food milk, so it's okay. actually coffee, not chocolate milk. But, you know, it's just the look. It's funny. <laughs> We're going to go with he's chocolate He's a little milk. guy. <laughs> We're going to go with chocolate milk. milk. <laughs> We're going to go with chocolate milk. <laughs> he's just getting ready to be a dad. I'm so. really mad that these aren't dinosaur-shaped
0: chicken nuggets. That's all that
2: I got That say. would be appropriate because <laughs> yeah. you're a damn child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I actually had McDonald's chicken nuggets yesterday, so I really have no room to talk mm. right now. So, Chicken nuggets are good sometimes. So. Yeah, man. It was two for six. Why not? I'm not doing an ad for McDonald's. <laughs> All
1: right. So through two, two rounds of the playoffs, i uh, give you an update on our standings. Sorry, Ty. We are not giving you credit for changing your pick midweek. Whatever is recorded on the show is your final pick. So you did pick Washington football team. Uh, so Ty went four and two. Duncan went four and two. I went five and one in that round. Dad you has went,
2: spoken. That is broken. So.
1: Uh, you don't get the benefit of the doubt when you destroy us in the regular season. Pick. It's shit like that. Why you
2: don't get dinosaur shaped chicken tenders? Exactly. I'm gonna go to my room and think about what I did. <laughs> and last week we all went three and one. <laughs> yeah, you all picked the higher seeds. I was the rebel here. who I, did went, not.
1: Who, I, I picked Tampa. Or no, yeah, yeah, you're right.
2: Yeah, I was. I was the rebel. I was. I was the guy who decided to go off and do his own thing and pick a couple of five seeds.
1: You know, I really wanted to pick Tampa, but I'd been burned by them against the Saints twice yes. in the regular season, and I should have learned because
2: both scores were like thirty-eight to six or thirty-seven. To they, they were both, the yeah. Seven.
1: And it tends to work out sometimes. Like what I've noticed. In the past, where if you beat a team in the regular season twice, you pr- like they tend to lose to them in the playoffs. And this Weird. is
2: something that Ty actually, Ty said this several times on uh, the podcast that never happened edition three. Uh, he right. said multiple times. He's like, it's incredibly difficult to beat a team three, three times, times but having and he was like, having said that, I'm still going to pick New Orleans, and
1: especially Tom Brady in the playoffs.
2: Mm. Yeah, Tom, Tom, man, he, he had a great second half and. He did. We watched what was probably the last time we're ever gonna see Drew Brees and It was
0: it's been confirmed, hasn't it?
2: Uh, it was, it, was, it, it was hasn't been officially, he officially hasn't, confirmed. Oh. He, hasn't started, he was even in his even in the, the press way, conference after the game. Language.
0: Yeah, in Well, and there's, there's his wife came out and said stuff. that it was because like the, the, the notification that I got before the game even started was this will be the last time you see Drew Brees in the Super Bowl.
2: Well, but this is it hasn't come in, it hasn't come from his mouth. Yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. we have not heard him officially Everything say it. And he I was heard even said likely right. last game. He was even in. I even saw the press conference he had after the game, and that was the first question right off the bat. And he said, "I'm going to answer this once," and he's like, "I'm going to take a couple weeks to make my decision." And we'll go from there. Uh, the, the way like the thing went with him and Brady after the game on the field, which was beautiful. You don't, yeah, it was incredible. Well, and there was also a poignant. There's a poignant uh, picture that was taken of him walking into the tunnel, and you see him look back almost as if he's taken stock of a crowd in in the uh, the Superdome one more time, mm. and just like you could just see the look on his face, and it was one of those moments. Like as as a true diehard football fan, like it makes my eyes well up a little bit because that's that's a. That is the legend riding off into the sunset. No, not necessarily the way that he would have liked to, right. but that doesn't take anything away from what was an absolutely legendary career. And
0: if there's anyone that I believe would just be like, all right, cool, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore or not that I can't do it um, and not try to force himself through an extra year and then end up looking like Big Ben on the bench or – Brett Favre from the from the uh, when he played for the Vikings, it is Drew Brees being like, yeah, you know what? I've done good things. I've I've, I've had my moments. The wheels I've, are falling off. Yeah, we're
1: going to do it before they actually fall off. Right. right. I want
0: to go out on top, and I don't want to go out that yeah. like they have to bring in Jameis to and su- supplement my arm. There
2: and there has been I've I have heard some rumors that he actually did at one point tell Jameis Winston on the sideline near the end of the game, is like, it's yours now. This is yours. Yeah. Like the the passing of the torch.
1: And Which, Sean Payton's like,
3: maybe <laughs> yeah.
1: Hello, I maybe present to you Taysom Hill. Yeah. He's like, we're going to have a quarterback between the Mormon 28-year-old and play sick yeah. Jameis. Uh, play
2: sick Jameis and his yeah. crab legs. Yes. Going back to the Tom Gotta Brady, have the butter. Uh,
0: if, if people have weren't made aware, at the end of the game, Tom Brady... The theme, internet doesn't forget. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, Tom Brady
0: came back out onto the field and spent time with Drew Brees, his entire family, and then, like, threw, threw a touchdown th- to th- pass with to his son. son. Yeah. yeah. And you get, like, very small snippets because they are far away, but, like, the conversation that you hear is that just, obviously the overwhelming, like, sense of, like, two legends being like, man, you've you've had a great run. You're doing great. Hey, go, go win this thing. You know, good luck for the rest of the season. Good luck for the rest of your career. And then very much so, like, man, I, I respect the hell out of you.
2: I respect the hell out of you. It was
0: just a very, very, like, heartwarming thing. And then... We're- we're,
2: we're seeing a different Tom Brady in this postseason than I think we've, he's ever allowed us to see like before. closure almost. You're seeing, you're seeing how the, the interaction he had with Alex Smith last week. Yep. And that was tremendous, telling him that he's an inspiration and patting him on the side of the head. And, like, that was a clear sign of mutual respect for a peer. And one of the few peers that he has left from that era of the NFL – and then, obviously, what he did with with Drew Brees and uh, playing catch with his son, like that was that was such a cool moment. Even
1: even after the playoff game against Kansas City a couple of years ago, he goes into the locker room and he tells Mahomes, like, yeah, hey man, true. this is gonna be this is gonna be yours." Like, this is. You're coming up. Yeah.
2: Like, but you you even see during the game, after he throws that last touchdown pass, and he goes up and he, he trolls the referee, like it uh, goes for a high five. And it's, yeah. it's almost like Tom is like, I know what everybody says about me, but here's, here's like, he's, he's showing the real him. And yeah. what's funny is it was Alex Smith, Drew Brees. Oh, who's he facing now? Oh, just another one of the old Aaron guys in Aaron Rodgers. So Jesus. potentially an opportunity for him just to know he didn't get to play Alex Smith, but right. just to run through – but all these other guys
1: then saying like you're an inspiration man like what you did is fucking badass and all that. like that was awesome yeah right. like hearing all that is it's incredible it's something where people
2: can hate tom brady and unjustifiably and oh, yeah. so but the guy is a class act people hate him because he won a lot like yeah, in any they other hate him cuz they ate him
1: if if he won like two super bowls it would be like man what a great story goes mm-hmm. from sixth round it's the fact that he won six
2: you won more oh, than any people, other franchise. People hate mm. you when you're good. There's already people in other fan bases all across the, all across the nation that hate Patrick Mahomes.
1: Correct. So, Absolutely. I mean, that's
2: – and he's only 1-1 at this point. They, yeah.
1: they tend to hate the guys that are actually, like, really good dudes outside of – on the football field, like, not outside of – they're on mm-hmm. on the football fan and off mm-hmm. for reasons that are just stupid.
2: Yeah, the big controversy for Tom Brady is the flake gate and there's not even any proof that he had anything to do with that. Correct. Mm. Yeah. And,
1: <laughs> obviously, the preferential call is that the – that New England has gotten over the years. I mean, good teams get those calls. That's
2: it. Like Peyton Manning got a lot of those calls. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees was the beneficiary a lot of those calls. Aaron Rodgers has been. Mm-hmm. That's it's a tale as old as time. Yep. Uh, but uh, overall, pretty good back and forth game up until the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the uh, Bucks took a ten point lead and wrote it out till the end. Um, and but the now we get the battle of the Bays. Mm-hmm. We get. Yeah, battle of two quarterbacks that, for the longest time until Pat Mahomes entered the league, were called the two best quarterbacks of that generation. I mean, they are, I guess, a different generation than Pat Mahomes. So mm. you're getting the the old school quarterbacks on one side, and then you have the new kids on the other side. You got the rocket arm young kids uh, going the, against each other. So the,
0: the thing that I kept on coming back to this week is the like we talked about with like Drew Brees riding off into the sunset is like the natural passing of the mantle. To mm-hmm. all, like, from, and that's that's why this quarterback draft class is so important to me. Mm-hmm. Is because there are so many big names that are being replaced that like sure. we grew up with. I mean, these are players that have been there for a long time, have been staples in the league, and that's your your Big bends, Your, mm-hmm. I mean, the the two that came to mind that are already retired. Obviously, for me, were like watching Brett Favre retire, watching Peyton Manning retire,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like big big names that like. Have we ever had this yeah. many quarterbacks that are potentially going to retire in the same year though? No. You have Philip Rivers. You have. Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. potentially, you have Alex Smith, you have Drew Brees, mm-hmm. four big-name quarterbacks that have been around 15-plus years yeah. that are all potentially going out the same year. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, like, I mean, that's, draft classes. and that's why and that's why like 2018 was such a big draft class because it was the first draft class, I think, that had four quarterbacks taken in the first round. Yeah. But that's why this draft class is going to be just as important because you could see four or even maybe five quarterbacks in this first they round.
1: They speculated six, but I think Trask fell off too much because mm. of the last couple of games to where it's probably yeah. going to be five. Yeah. And but I mean, most, most draft of grades that have been 15 yeah. potentially. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Most of the draft grades I've been seeing on Mac Jones is that most people would actually pencil him out to be a second or a third rounder. It's just that teams are in such a dire need for a quarterback, that he's going to fly up the board.
1: There's potentially seven playoff teams that need quarterbacks. Exactly. That's yeah. insane. Half the playoff teams this year could be in the market for a quarterback just because of the guys that are retiring. And you look at the p- teams that are like, and there's not a big free agent on that guy. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's not. A, I mean, it could be. I mean, you could see a Matt Ryan be available. You could see right. some of these guys that are like that have been middling on bad teams for the last couple of te- couple of years. Like don't are veterans say are, it. Don't you guys say it? It's going to be Matt Stafford. On don't the market. he's going to be don't. I know you want have this this thing in your head where no. you want the Lions to take a top seven pick on a quarterback and keep Matt Stafford, but that ain't happening. No. Don't say it. If you Don't. you can
2: probably get another first round pick for Matthew Stafford.
1: Yes, you can. You Absolutely can. I'm not ready to process this. It's going to happen. It might not. Happen. <laughs> you heard it here,
2: folks. It's no, either not. it's either going to happen or it's not. Yes. Yeah. It's
1: definitely those two schools of thought,
2: but. If he gets traded, I'll play you the Foo Fighters. There goes my hero. The next time I, I walk in and see, there I see, I goes my no, hero. I you know. Tim Tebow. Yeah. Watch yeah. him! Oh come yeah. on! There goes Tim, Tim Tebow. Tebow. Hey, Varsity Blues. He varsity Blues did it first. Okay, come on. Yeah, but it, it just so works awesome.
1: so well with Tim. He does so well.
2: Yeah, that's one of the few things. Okay. <laughs> hey.
1: Okay, so side note on Tim Tebow. This is just random that came to my head, and I thought it. When so Tim Tebow got to interview Mac Jones. Mac Jones is apparently a huge Tim Tebow fan. I was like, Man, at what point in that interview did Mac Jones think to himself, Holy shit, I've definitely had sex more than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Because it doesn't take long when you hear Te- Tebow speak, you're like, Wow, he's awkward. Mm. But anyway, yeah. 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 Wow. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the games this week, Kansas City, Buffalo, Green Bay. Tampa Bay, the goat battle, the little baby goat battle, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Old
2: goat battle, a new goat battle.
1: Yeah, I don't think that there's more, a more compelling four games or four teams in the, the to go to the Super Bowl than these mm. four. Like, No matter what, you're getting a young quarterback, one possibly going for his second Super Bowl, one going for his first, mm. from the same division as Tom Brady, who could be facing Tom Brady. Or you could have, mean, have Pat Mahomes facing Tom Brady, or Pat Mah- like. Well, and you Pat even and you even look Jones at Josh yeah, Allen versus you, Aaron Rodgers. Such a compelling matchup. You no even look get. at
2: the quarterbacks who were left in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. It was the NFC with the old guard, with the exception yeah. of Jared Go- Jared Goff, mm-hmm. and then the young guys. I mean, Patrick going into the divisional round, Patrick Mahomes was the most was the was the quarterback that had the seniority, which yeah. is insane to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, you had 2018 first round picks and Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, and Josh Allen. And it was truly a changing of the guard—not Philip Rivers, not Ben Roethlisberger, none of the other right. older quarterbacks—and it was. And then in the NFC, mm-hmm. you've got three guys drafted 0-5 or earlier. Yeah. Right. So I mean, and it's—it was kind of fascinating to see it is. the di- the dichotomy yeah. of that. And it was—it's. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun, whichever Super Bowl matchup we get. Yeah. Right.
0: And I mean, I know that the Ravens Bills matchup from last week started out pretty slow and all that, um, but in the same fact. The Buffalo team was just not gonna be denied and their defense put on a show and they shut down Lamar. They, they play off or Lamar. There's a Lamar. big difference between playoff so Lamar and They knew exactly Lamar. what
1: they wouldn't be able to do against that defense, run the ball. Yeah. And they didn't even try. Right. They had like thirteen rushing attempts in that game in yeah. total for like twenty six yards. Yeah. They but, didn't even try to go to the running game. They do if we're gonna win, it's gonna be by the passing game. And they, I will they did
0: it. I will see what you said there where it's like play playoff Lamar. But also, the Bills did a really good job two years ago, week 14, shutting down Lamar Jackson and keeping him contained. True. And he beat them on his arm, which is obviously something very rare. But in the same fact, that game was also super close, and Josh Allen almost came back.
1: They need to get well, him some better receivers.
0: They,
2: they need to get him better receivers because you also look at Tennessee in the first round. Had Tennessee did not have a very good defense this year, mm-hmm. and they still held the Lamar Jackson, led Ravens to 20 points. Right. Right. I mean, that was not – That's the The Ravens' offense was not impressive, mm-hmm. and so I. You also look at how close the Bills were to letting the Colts come back two weeks ago. Right. I mean, that's I, If I'm but the, the Bills, about, I have some concerns. But we,
0: we've talked about the Colts. The Colts have a legit roster that people just
2: mm-hmm. yeah. They've been a quarterback
1: it. away since Luck left. Like they, yeah. that was the worst thing that happened to them. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, they haven't figured it out. They've had stopgap quarterbacks for two years now, and if oh. they find the guy. That's there. a dangerous team. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But uh, I
0: guess um, the biggest thing that, that we should that talk about, obviously, with the Chiefs coming up is you know the health of Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yeah. The, I know Henny thing is possible, but.
1: <laughs> you don't want Chad Henny starting a playoff game. <laughs> no. You know? Like, yeah, he was impressive for the final drive, but he did have the
2: interception on the previous one. Like, right. no, those type now, Andy Reid did come out and say, I straight up told him to do that. He's like, that was a play that I drew up since it was first and 25. And I told him it was like we're just going to take a shot at the end zone. And so okay. yeah, Henny was the guy that ultimately pulled the trigger. But Reed and Reed's going to take a blame for a lot of things. But that was one of right. the first things he said in the press conference after the game is like that interception's on me. That's gotcha. not on Chad. With it not being a,
1: a uh, concussion issue though, with Mahomes, I don't anticipate there being anything that keeps him from playing this game. No. Right. Um, there's a lot of jokes out there about oh, uh, and actually when Ty was was gone to go pick up the computer. While we were setting up, uh, I did mention. Apparently, Colin Cowherd said on his show, "If Mahomes can't play, they need to move the game." I'm like, "That's unprecedented." No, but that's not even an issue. No. And he, as a major media member, should know that. Yes. Like,
2: <clears throat> it was a nerve issue, not a concussion issue. Like, right. So. And and to all the and the jokes that he referred to, there's so many memes, gifts, and all mm-hmm. sorts of pictures out there the people making jokes of. Oh, here's some the the doctor from the Simpsons, Doctor Nick. Mm-hmm. Hi everybody. You know, Hi, coming everybody. in and here the Chiefs bring in uh, head specialist to take a look at Patrick Mahomes, Doctor Nick. Mm-hmm. And and then the other jokes being is oh and practice squad quarterback Schmatrick Mahomes, ends up coming into the game and saving the day. And yeah. it's like you, people can make these That's jokes fun. all they want. The fact of the matter is that the Chiefs held Patrick Mahomes out of the game, even though he wanted to come back in in a dire situation. Mm-hmm. Right. And that speaks volumes about how serious the Chiefs are about keeping their players also, healthy and doing right. what is right.
0: And the thing like, that I love the most, uh, from like my perspective, was looking at the Vegas lines. Mm-hmm. How like they they halted to look at the Vegas lines. But what they were talking about with the Vegas lines was it's either going to be Patrick Mahomes coming back, and it's going to be Chiefs by three because these are two good offenses. They're like, or it's going to be Bills by nine. And so you'll be able to tell right away from there. And then when they dropped the line at like plus three, it was like, all right, cool. Mahomes is Mahomes is good.
1: Yeah, like, yeah. And once, Vegas doesn't. I line. mean, it was it was out there shortly after the game that it wasn't a concussion issue, and I don't like no matter what the nerve issue thing is, like I can't imagine that taking a week. Yeah, to no to, more and than a week. To Jay Glazer
2: deal. came out, and I mentioned this before. that mentioned this to you before the show, and Jay Glazer mentioned in one of the post game uh, discussions that that he and the Fox crew were having that. It's, he equates it more to not being a concussion from what the symptoms were there to being choked out mm-hmm. in MMA, and that's something that in, uh, many MMA fighters immediately rush to comment on that mm-hmm. because that's one thing we did see in this in the last couple of days is there's all of a sudden a lot of neurology experts all <laughs> over social media. Like yeah. goodness gracious! But I have seen a lot of MMA fighters come out and say it's like yeah, when you get choked out. That's what happens. You get up. He's like, your extremities don't work. Yeah. And people said it's like, it's the strangest feeling because your mind is telling your your body to do something and the body just won't cooperate. And they're like, it's almost like being rebooted. Right. And it just takes a few seconds to get back to operation. And that's
0: why people said the concussion because it like looks bad because obviously bad concussions. We've seen that before as well where it's like, oh, my gosh, that guy's not even there. And you could kind of see like that, like, like not like the eyes rolling back, but like that. Oh, my God, what's going on? Sort of like Patrick Mahomes thing mm-hmm. when he was walking off the field, but in the same fact, like yeah, I mean, if you've if you've ever been choked out, that like coming to from that is the weirdest feeling on the face of this planet, to where you're you're kind of trying to get all your senses back. Reorienting
2: sure. yourself is one of the most difficult things to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at one, I mean, one point in time, my buddy Tyler kicked me in the face because we were doing sparring stuff, and when he kicked me in the face, like it almost knocked me unconscious, and it, it was. And it, and just coming back from that was a little weird, but Mm -hmm. it was 10 times weirder when somebody got me in like a rear, like naked choke and just like completely took me down. That one took a little bit more time to recover from because when I was coming up off the mat on that one, I was just like, what is happening? Like everything's (laughs) spinning. (laughs) Yeah. And i rely very much on like my complete awareness. And when it came down to like kind of getting the concussion, it was definitely a different feeling. And it felt worse coming back from not being able to breathe and sure. having that sort of well,
2: thing. Well, and for people who come out and say, it's like, well, why didn't he come back in the game then if it wasn't a concussion? Where's and it? the fact of the matter is, is if it was, like, if you're choked out, that means a loss of blood flow to the brain. And mm-hmm. that means something with the carotid artery. Mm-hmm. And that is something where that there's a lot of potential complications that can come from that, right. including something as severe as stroke. Yeah. And so you have to, if you send him back out there and without monitoring to make sure that the blood flow is okay and everything's going to be all right, right, then at least running some tests yesterday mm-hmm. and today, then, you know, can you imagine if, if they would have sent him back out there and he has a stroke in the middle of a, middle of a play? Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine the massive the controversy? Backlash, like the backlash there. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much. I, I would have straight been bawling had I seen that happen in the middle of a right. – to anybody, let alone that's, Patrick Mahomes I mean, or a chief.
1: Yeah, that's end of career, done. Like you have a stroke on the football
2: field, I can't yeah. imagine a player coming back from that. Right. But so the Chiefs did the right thing for yes, sure. They, no, I, yeah,
1: it was and it was commendable. Can't, with a, a player disoriented like that, you can't justify them coming back in the game, no matter what. The, yeah. the
0: biggest the biggest thing that I saw that was like backlash on it was like it can't be that quick as far as, like, how it happened. But it's, like, when you look at the play, it doesn't take that long. And as as an athlete, when you're running and jumping and, like, you're expelling a bunch of energy, your mm-hmm. oxygen levels are already kind of depleted. Long, like, if, like you're,
1: if your arm's in the right spot, it doesn't take that long to choke someone out. Not nope. at all. Like, not at all. Like, it's, it's, again, people thinking they're experts on stuff that they're not. Right. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that he's okay because uh, it does set up these great matchups because a concussion, a little bit more dicey getting clearance to play after mm-hmm. a week depending on severity but i said he's fine or he will be fine for the game um he was interacting with people on social media right after the game right mm-hmm. afterwards
2: he was the one yeah. that said the anything is possible and right. mac yeah. wilson the linebacker for the browns who did make the tackle and i we we've talked about whether or not it was it, it wasn't a dirty hit like there right. was it, it was wasn't. a little bit egregious at the end when he was kind of yanking on his on his helmet a little bit after he was already mm-hmm. on the ground but Aaron made a great point off camera is that slow motion. And it's so much easier to see these things happen in slow motion mm-hmm. than in real time. Right. It's very similar to what thing, one thing that a lot of people are going to talk about the Sorenson hit. Yep. There's mm-hmm. a reason everybody said, what an amazing play when it happened. And I, myself, I was dirty Dan with another huge play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then when they come back from break and they're like, Oh, we've got controversy now. Yeah. When you slow it down, you see what happens, right? Yeah. It was right. a helmet to helmet hit. It was also two players diving, for, like, yeah. for for the end zone, yeah. for the goal line, for the pylon.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And so it was, yeah, technically it should have been a helmet-to-helmet, uh, but plays get missed all the time. Mm-hmm. Calls get missed. You see, this was a game where the referees didn't have a great hand in it, and that's honestly what mm-hmm. you want to see in a postseason game. Right. right. And but. had that, and I mentioned Aaron earlier, had that happened five yards earlier and that ball just goes out of bounds, it's not even remotely a talking point. Nobody's making a big fuss a, about it being helmet a to helmet of possession play, that's exactly why. And people can say is that's why the fumble happened anyway. How many times do we actually see a player reaching and fumble, and it might just go out of bounds, or <laughs> uh, like mm-hmm. that's the risk. Yeah. And people can hate on the penal, hate on the the, the consequence of it fumbling and then going out of bounds in the end zone all they want, not being a touchdown. Right, but change The fact rule. of the matter is, <laughs> not, not that's yet. what it is. <laughs> like, that doesn't need to be a change of rule. It's right. just, like, don't fumble the
1: ball going into the end zone. So. That's a, Yeah, that's a risk you take when you expose the ball like that. Right. And, that's, and, and I
0: think that's obviously why we're all kind of on the same page here. It's like, if you, if you have one thing to be mad about, that's fine. You can try to change that one rule, but guess what? They're not going to change it. No. That, that rule is cemented in place. I. And, yeah, that rule is cemented in place to, you know, there's not much that you could do and argue like for that yeah. opposite side, you know. It's, yeah. I, it's, to me, it was just ludicrous because obviously, like when I first watched that play in, in fast motion, I was just like, "He crossed." There's no way. And then, like obviously, when they brought it back down in slow motion, I was like, "Wow, he made that play."
2: Yeah, but, like it was. Just, it was just You've seen now last year in the Houston playoff game hmm. when he had the tackle on the the fake punt attempt, and then he also forced a fumble on a, on a kickoff return or a punt return. Hmm in the in that game as well on the very next possession. I mean, that's something where I've gone on the spoken and talked about we talked about Ben Neiman and Dan Sorensen and how the Chiefs would probably like Neiman to be that gritty, undrafted player who's that you got he's got all the intangibles you like. But the difference is Sorensen and Neiman still has time to eventually yeah, become this done. guy. But Sorensen chance, <laughs> And Neiman played better down the stretch. Don't get me wrong. Iowa guy. Uh, I know, I'm not hating on Iowa. I don't, I don't. Um, Stop it, man. But Sorensen comes up with these splash plays, and that's what he did right, again. Yeah, and, and what, I mean, also, football has always been a game
0: that has had the biggest things where there's good bounces and bad bounces. Every sport has their good bounces, bad bounces, good calls, bad calls obviously, but good bounces and bad bounces. That's the reason why the football is shaped the way it is. Yep. You know, like that it's unpredictable when it gets on yep. the field. That's why like when you even going all the way back to Pop Warner, what you teach kids is a fumble drill and how to yep. like recover it. And literally every fumble drill is completely different because yep. no matter Looking how you, you, you throw James the ground, Yeah, every, how you throw the Yeah, exactly, just run and cover. Uh, but like how you Recover a fumble or bounce on the football, you have no idea what's going to happen, and so that's the draw of the game. Mm-hmm. You stretched out for the goal line, you didn't get there. It got knocked out of your hands, and instead of bouncing out on the one and going out of bounds, it bounced in the end zone and then rolled out. Yeah, right.
2: And and, and the, the Cle- breaks and to the Cleveland fans and to any anybody else who want to say that that screwed the Browns in that game. I will also point to the crack, and I mentioned this as well uh, off camera. I'll point to the crack, the extremely late crackback block that was called on Chiefs that set up the first and twenty-five. That immediately then had uh, Chad Henne throw that interception in the end zone. Mm. Otherwise, that's first and ten, and the Chiefs are right around the red zone. I right. can't remember exactly where they were. I think it, I think it was right around the twenty, and it knocked us back to like the thirty-five, and then that's mm. when he threw the interception. Yeah. Um,
0: Right, but you're close enough at that point that you have more
1: faith in Butker, even though he's missing. They the had field. the entire second half I'll to get to up for Butker. that call. <laughs> and they also had the yeah. <laughs> like, – yeah. The entire second half where you, like you set off here, they didn't have Matt, Pat Mahomes for a significant portion of that half. Uh, they got the ball back how many times mm-hmm. and weren't able to go down the field. Yeah, score.
2: right. But they, they call that crackback block. He hit him He hit him up here, above, well above the knee, and they call mm-hmm. that a crackback block. And – in the first half, Tony Romo straight up called out mm. the Browns with a crackback block. Literally on the broadcast says, look at that crackback block. Mm. And almost to a point of like, man, that's a be- That's a thing of beauty. It's like, no, crackback blocks are illegal. Mm. And that should have been a 15-yard penalty. And then the Chiefs get hit with a, a phantom one. I'll straight up say it. Mm. And that's where the interception then follows. And th- that basically ends up being a wash at that right. point. I mean, mm. that's points off the board mm-hmm. and a touchback. And the other team gets the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, that was uh, it was it just it, these things happen in football games, right. and it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Harrison Bucker. Yeah, they lost. The, who, who knows if Bucker would have made that? I mean, right. this is that was something else that I, I talked during the middle of the season when I went on to the spoken and mentioned. I was like, yeah, Bucker. He's 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 got the uh, the safety net of Patrick Mahomes at this point to make up for him missing field goals and missing extra points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I what I literally said is. If this happens in the playoff, if it, it's, it will cost the Chiefs a game at some point, and if it ends up being a playoff game, it's going to be a this city game. is going to riot and run his ass out of town. For sure. And it got awfully close to happening yeah. this past Sunday. Right.
1: The betters probably want to run him out of town. Probably, because yeah. Just avoid over, Vegas for a while. The Chiefs were uh, Ten. Like they're over, no, it was uh, twenty-three and, or 22 oh, and right, a half. Right, right. So the missed extra point cost Costing
2: people some money. Yeah, thirty-three yarders. He missed the the (laughs) field goal he missed was thirty-three yards. Obviously, the extra point. I mean, just dude, literally, literally we go to just that one week in the season where he hammered like four fifty-yard plus field goals. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
1: like you're talking about two fifty-eight yarders and a fifty-three. Like Jesus,
2: dude, dude. Seriously, this is this is your job. Like. That's it just, is, that's inexcusable to be missing stuff like that in a postseason game. Right. I mean, like, so, Justin Tucker also missed two field goals. Right. But. I was going to
0: say, and I am – I was going to actually bring up that point. Justin Tucker missed two field goals. And Justin it's Tucker is my, one, of my favorite, yeah, best. Best. Oh, one of my favorite – yeah, the best. Oh, absolutely. One of my favorite field goal league. kickers, obviously, to watch. And Justin's personality <laughs> is He will be the fourth Hall of Fame kicker. Um, right. <laughs> but, like, literally watching him kick and miss and all that stuff. But also in the same fact, when he – he was so consistent. You know, yeah. it's like – you have to be consistent from 30. You have to be consistent from 20. You have to be consistent mm-hmm. from 10. You have to be consistent from 40 so that you can prove yourself to be consistent from 50
1: is a really, yeah, really well, big thing. As long as you're – Bunker's like, missing the 30. 30 I don't get it. Three, forty 40% more right. or more from 50, you're good. Because like, those aren't every day like you have to hit them all the time because mm-hmm. you shouldn't mm-hmm. be put in those situations a lot. Right. But as long as you hit them every once in a while, you're good. Right.
2: But, yeah, I mean, to it's – it ended up not costing them, fortunately. Without Patrick for a third of the game, it could very well could have.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: but the Chiefs' defense, man—I mean, they just held stout. And then, yeah, Chad Hinney, that when when he took that sack on second down, I was like, "Oh my God, third and fourteen, we're screwed." Like that's mm-hmm. that's it. Like who knew he had those kind of wheels? Oh, I don't geez. think he did. I don't think he did, man. I think, I think he think had Ty his. De- I knew that. And ties in Yeah, I, no, I like, did he not. Never know ran like that at Michigan. No. He
1: had Mike Hart, so right. he didn't need
0: to. But, like, watching that, I think he had his Daniel Jones moment, and I think, like, if he had, like, three or four more extra yards, he would have tripped over himself as well <laughs> Jesus, because yeah. it would have been like, He's like, what oh, am I, I doing? Like, like. <laughs> yeah. I have never – I've watched so many games with <laughs> Chad Henney, and I have never seen no. him run like that. I said the same thing. I was like, I, ever. I didn't know Chad Henney
2: had that. Man, like, and that's, that's, some, that's some guts, and, like, that's yeah. – yeah. That that was tremendous. And then yeah, he was it was marked correctly, a half but not even a half yard shot. about a foot shy is where it was. I mean mm-hmm. and it was just, just by that, like mm-hmm. elbow just right down with yep. the ball, just just because the ball was in his back hand. What incredible but play call that the yeah. phenomenal Jesus. play call afterwards yeah. and what and I mentioned this to Aaron, I've said this a million times. I mentioned this to Aaron, I mentioned this to Aaron. But I get so pissed off when I see the recaps on Sports Center or anything else uh, and. They, talk, they just show the play and they're like, yeah, and the Chiefs, you know, then they, they do this and actually have this play call. It wasn't just the fact you had that play call. Mm-hmm. You went out there and you were in shotgun formation. You ran the clock all the way down to five seconds. Mm-hmm. Tony Romo's on the broadcast saying, it's like, oh, well, they're just running it down. They're trying to get, catch them, jump off sides. It's not going to do it, so they're going to be no play. They're going to call the timeout. Holy shit, they snapped the ball with five seconds. Right. And to run the play that they did, which they ran almost the exact same play against Miami. In a, to get a first down in a in a tight spot as well, mm. but that was yeah. Andy Reid's letting is, them balls hang is, low, man.
1: Nobody's sticking with Tyree Hill in that play.
2: No, no. yeah. No. You
1: can line up whoever you want. They're not sticking with Tyree Kill no. in that play. Yeah. That Every guy play is the call, master of creating make separation. The, make the pass. Yeah, yeah. that's it.
0: And, and that's it's 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 awesome that it was Henny that made the pass because obviously. When it's Mahomes in
1: that backfield, you're like, oh, he makes the pass. <laughs> yeah. No, well, and that's <laughs> you know, the only like, thing
2: that Romo's saying. He's like, third and 14? Oh, they're passing on third and fourth down.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with the backup
2: quarterback in and snapping. Just the whole situation, just mm-hmm. Andrew Reed has some freaking balls. Some balls right. and Chad Henney executed. Yeah. And that was – that's exactly what – so many people who ask, is like, why the hell is Matt Moore not backing up? Why is Matt Moore not this, playing? We just saw why. <laughs> yeah. Because and he, Chad Henney – well, but who's to say that Matt Moore couldn't? I mean, we look at what not, he did no, last no, year. No doubt. What what this definitely says is people who criticize the Chiefs and Andy Reid after going and picking up mid thirties backup quarterbacks to <laughs> back up Mahomes. That's exactly what. Ah, oh, well, about it turns out Andy Reid knows exactly what the hell he's doing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And his system and the players you have around him, you have
1: confidence that pretty much anybody can make those make some plays in that offense. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was fun to see like a Wiley veteran that has been in the league for thirteen years make make those plays. And, yeah. and of course, I mean, we've huge. already
2: mentioned it, but Patrick Mahomes immediately t- tweeting afterwards, anything, anything is, is possible.
1: possible. Yeah. Man, the Celtics fans that
2: I follow just were going crazy. They're like, Pat Mahomes
1: just tweeted <laughs> Kevin
2: Garnett. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Ray Allen as Ponch thought and didn't believe me no, until I was like, no, it's Kevin Garnett, Garnett, buddy. Yeah.
1: It's literally a, a line in a Lonely Island song. Mm. Like yeah. Like Kevin Garnett, anything, anything
2: is, is possible. Anything is possible. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Never Question uh, that I'd uh, be on a boat. That I, I 100% know the answer to, but uh, who do you think is, was been the most impressive rookie in the playoffs overall? Ooh, that's a. It's very easy. But Jarius need? No. No. Given who he's got, had to go up against.
2: Mm, that's a fair point.
1: Tristan Wirfs easily,
2: not oh, even close. Yeah,
1: okay. Through two games in the playoffs, facing Chase Young and Cam Jordan and a multitude of other pass rushers, See, I was going to say given up one pressure, zero sacks. I was going to, I was going
0: to say Winfield. No, but that's but like, like I, it's, I didn't even really as as horrible as it is. Teammate, we don't think about <laughs> the, the offensive <laughs> line enough.
1: He but, legitimately right. should have a, a legitimate case to win Offensive Rookie of the Year over. Every, I don't care what stats, any quarterback, wide receiver anyone put up, what he's done this year as yeah. a rookie is insane. <laughs> I do yeah? think
0: that I do think that obviously it's probably gonna go with Justin. Oh Jefferson. for sure. No, yeah. It's, yeah. Gonna it's gonna always go be her, a skill position player. Right. Like
1: you know, like he's gonna Tristan Wirt's gonna be a first team all pro potentially yeah. and not win offensive rookie of the year, which is yeah.
0: stupid. I think Winfield is gonna be first team all pro on defense. He's See, had a pretty yeah. Pretty solid. He's had what some mean, solid... Mean, having solid games
1: uh, is different than right, first-team right. All-Pro. All right, right. one of the top 32 players mm-hmm. in the league. Like, he's unreal. And he was, yeah. like, the third yeah, he's or just fourth tackle that. taken? Uh, fourth. Uh, let's see. Thomas was first. Beckton went ahead of him. Yeah, I believe he was the fourth. Because, I think he was the fourth tackle I think like, Wills,
2: Wills went to Cleveland.
1: I, you, and that was yeah. even... I, I, it was my he, team that had that pick, yeah. and it was it was the Giants by, that took the first tackle. Yeah, he went before Jackson. I couldn't believe it. Like when right. he didn't go number one after what he did at
2: the combine and everything, like the career he had. Mm. Like, yeah, because that, that, like, that was the point that that was the that was the point. Ty and you know. I had made is like this is a COVID off season where it's, mm. it's clear that the Giants they didn't uh, uh, do anything else. They just had had the guy who they had mm. in, uh, in January or February, and Andrew right. Thomas.
0: Which I I can't. I don't know, this this year we'll will we'll dive into everything, but they just kinda of released what they're gonna mm-hmm. be doing for the draft. And so we'll talk about that coming up obviously, mm-hmm. but there's just some insane things. But yeah, going back to playoffs, I mean <laughs> whoo. I mean this is this was a great week. Yeah. This was a fantastic week. I mean mm-hmm. you had I mean obviously the matchup that people were like eh about was obviously like Aaron Rodgers and you know, versus the Rams and all that stuff. We kinda saw that going that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still had some fight in them
1: and you know, it was <laughs> Jalen Ramsey but, got his
2: ass kicked, though. Yeah. Yes, he did. Oh, man. This is the
1: first time since week one that he's given up over 50 yards in a game. Yeah. Who'd be playing
2: week one? Cowboys. Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is twice we, now, we too, that Jalen Ramsey has come out and right. talked trash. He's like, we're doing it. We're going to the Super Bowl. Like, right? yeah, they can go home and sit and watch the game on their couches. And then, yeah, and oh, that, was, that no. was definitely one of those
0: things where we were talking about it the week before where it was like him matching up versus... You know, shutting down this wide receiver, him matching up versus this person. <laughs> but it's entirely different when you're matching up against Devontae Dude, Adams. but it, it wasn't <laughs>
2: just Adams who was cool. Alan Lazard was, was Alan burning it, burned burn him. Burned him, yeah. And that it, long pass, yeah. 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 <laughs> and
0: so like that, that was the thing. It was like They were moving him around, and they're like, we need to talk about Jalen Ramsey. He's going to shut him down and all that stuff. But like that first play that he was so mad about with that little out route was Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams quintessentially being like, we're going to get you. And then mm-hmm. he, got, he, he got knocked off his game early. And then he just started letting – I mean, Alan Lazard looked awesome on that deep ball. There was a couple of passes that he was covering, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, And so you name it, a receiver caught it. Like, honestly, like, yes, they might not have all gone over 50, but their combined yardage versus Jalen
2: Ramsey would probably be about I mean, 212 yards and two touchdowns. What was Aaron Donald crying about after the game? Was it the fact that he stuck with Jared Goff as his quarterback for the next few, for the next few years, for the, the rest of the prime of his career, basically? Or was it because – He's stuck with Jalen Ramsey as the second best player on his defense, and Jalen Ramsey continues to get burned in the playoffs.
1: Right. I mean, I think McVay is smart enough to wear if, I mean, I think they give him maybe one more year. Mm-hmm. Oh, that I'm sure. I would, I would hope so. Yeah. But if he looks bad next year, they're moving on. Yeah. Right. They'll find a way to move on. There's always way. Like, yeah, they'll take the the dead cap hit if they have to. But you just can't stick with a bad quarterback for more than. Yeah.
2: I mean, just Probably. look at the. But even sure. then, if you want to take advantage of still having Donald in his prime, and you've got to go don't get know. a veteran at that yeah, point. You, for can't, sure. you yeah. can't try to develop, draft and develop a guy.
0: I mean, look at Marcus Peters, how quickly he faded kind of into the background. He's still mm-hmm. a good corner, but he faded into the background quickly because he gets burned so many times. Right. J- this, the, the same tape, thing might not happen the
1: with tape was
2: not great yeah. on um, Peters from the start. Right. Peters has been okay. He's, he's a gambler. Him, yeah, he's a gambler. His. Has to have a better, a superior cornerback playing opposite him for for him to thrive. And he usually has that in Baltimore and Marlon Humphrey. But
1: Ramsey's had one bad year and that was in Jacksonville years ago. Mm. Like he's he's been one of the top three. He's still it and he still is, absolutely. absolutely. But it's
2: just in there's definitely something to be said for being in that big of a spotlight and falling. So so hard on your face. Sometimes you
1: just need to keep your mouth shut and make the plays. Right. And if you want to talk, talk afterwards because that's what Richard Sherman did like in that mm-hmm. uh, against the 49ers. Charles Woodson. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, and he didn't even talk that much even after. Right. Like, Chant Bailey, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. so many of those. I mean, even Revis early in history, mm-hmm. he didn't. He let his – Talking beyond the field, obviously. Later in his career, he opened his mouth more. But early in his career, you he
2: didn't hear yeah. a peep out of him. Like no. Joe
0: Joe Hayden, the two three years mm-hmm. that he was good, he was just yeah. like, just
1: go out and do it.
2: Yeah. Coming out talking trash, rarely mm. r- like look at look at all the trash well, that Kareem Hunt came out talking. He not not a lot of trash, but yeah. he sure talked a lot of trash during that game. I mean, well, you he saw the go to sleep thing after his touchdown, and then and but you you even saw him sitting there jawing with Chiefs players over and over again, like to the point where it's. Hey, hey, the whistle blew. Like, Baker Mayfield had, had to pull him into the huddle at one point because he's jawing with Chiefs mm-hmm. players. And it's what this is something I had said last week on the pod, on the podcast, Never Happened, third edition, um, is, yeah, he's, he says it's personal. Guess what? It was personal for a lot of his former teammates, too. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and he did not. Yeah, he got the touchdown. Mm-hmm. But even then, that was – was, the, the Browns running game was right. not nearly as effective.
0: At the end of the day – you're paid to play football and if you let your trash talking get in the way of that and you don't go out and play you're not it's not that you're not going to be remembered in this league but you're not going to be remembered what you what you think mm-hmm. you want to be remembered for steve smith is remembered for talking shit and talking trash Steve Smith also went out there and performed at yep. a high he, level. He backs it up through yep. the through the, almost the entirety of his career. Talk it, you better back it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead of just talking, and yep. there's and we do have a lot of players that come into the league that talk a lot and then just fade out, and we forget about them entirely mm-hmm. because they do not back up what they say.
1: For sure. That said, what are we doing for picks this week? Man,
0: like I want to keep riding the. Josh Allen, holy shit, Buffalo Bills sort of thing. Please don't hit me, Duncan. Um, but, it's not me gearing up for a punch. Don't worry. <laughs> just see him just cracking his knuckles over there. Oh, I'll move. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I think it's clear the Packers uh, for me uh, still because I going through Lambo is still tough. Um, even though they do have the quarterback that's better slated to play in the cold weather. Um I think the Packers have been that all inclusive um offensive team. I do think the Bucks are getting hot at the right time, which is definitely a very good thing for them. And they they beat
1: the shit out of them in the regular season.
0: Right. They did. And that's why and that's why I think it's kind of like revenge game for the Packers where it's just like you embarrassed us. Let's try to make this even but it's also really hard to go against that Tampa online. Was it at
1: home or the regular season game was it It was in Tampa. It was in Tampa. Mm -hmm. It was in Tampa.
0: And that's why it's like I think it was you embarrassed us during the regular season, but then we also have to talk from about the number one mm-hmm. reason why we were fading the Packers from the start: Bakhtiari. That Tampa but defense, edge, line
1: has done a. Their offensive line coach has done an incredible, incredible job of keeping, like, keeping that offensive line. Yeah. To protect and how the quickly like Aaron Rodgers releases the they're, ball, they're doing a checks down. Yeah, oh yeah.
0: But I, I like the Packers, and honestly, um, I think this Buffalo Chiefs game is going to be so close, and it's so hard for me not to choose the Bills. But I got to choose Chiefs.
1: I have the same two picks. Uh, you as much the Bills as are? I want to, P- you picking the Bills there. No, he's he, I know one of his teams, but uh, I wasn't going to punch you for for you picking <laughs> the, picking or talking about picking the Bills. Um, I might punch you for saying it, <laughs> saying that. Uh, I, as much as I want to see the, like, changing, like handing of the torch from Brady to Mahomes, I also just want to see Aaron Rodgers Guns versus easy. Pat Mahomes in a Super Bowl. Because if I remember right, Pat Mahomes didn't play against Green Bay last year. it was one of those injury games. Yep. Yep. So we haven't got to see that matchup yet. And I'm more going for what I want to see than what my heart kind of says because it's hard to pick against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Right. It really is. Right. And that is a very good defense, number one scoring defense in the league, I mm-hmm. believe. Still, like those type of teams usually are the ones that go, but I'm, I'm still taking a uh, fully healthy day. Devin Whiteback.
0: This is say that again, a fully healthy Devin Whiteback. He played last week, but he looked great when he was able he to. He was score.
2: phenomenal against New Orleans. Are you, are, are you kidding me? No, that's why I said he looked great. Yeah, he looked, like, I he, like he, I he was fully, fully healthy, yeah. and
0: he flies over the field. That's yeah, why I was like, the, the names that come off that Tampa defense, that right. that stout line. Devin White putting the linebacking core on his back and how fast he moves over the field. It's clear why he was such a high pick last year. For sure. And then Winfield as a, as a, as a uh, rookie, but he's, he's been, been playing, playing lights sue has been and playing well.
2: Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul has been playing well. Like that Tampa Bay defensive line has been outstanding. And
0: to think that we said that this defense was going to take a major step back with Vita Vea out. Not even a major step back, we said probably a slight step back.
2: But it was a huge move for them to go and get Steve McClendon from the Jets. I mean, McClendon's 34 years old, but that guy was still a stout, solid nose tackle for a decade in the NFL, and now this is his opportunity to get to play for a contender, you know, for a team that might go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Man, this is – it's crazy to think about in what is his 16th season, 16th or 15th season. This is Aaron Rodgers – First NFC Championship in Lambeau Field. This is the first time the Packers are playing That's in the right, NFC right. Championship at That's home. That's right. Jeez. Uh, and when you consider they're both Southern California boys, um, but, man, Brady has played a lot of championship games in cold weather. Right. And this is this is Tom Brady's 14th time starting in, in, in a conference championship game.
1: And it be his 19th different opponent in the playoffs. Ugh. Wow. Right. This is, it's, it's absurd. He's 18 different teams in the playoff. Or, yeah.
2: And but that is I, insane.
1: <laughs> he's played over half the, more than half the league.
2: But nine months ago, I came out and I said that when, as soon as they picked Jordan Love with their first round pick, I said that to, or, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be on a revenge tour. He's going to have the biggest chip on his shoulder. And I think that nothing has changed there. We've seen him have the best season of his career. And I think that he finishes, to, not finishes. I think he takes the next step. So I'm. I am going to pick Green Bay. I'm very excited to watch that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of wish it was the second game. That way I didn't have nerves going into mm-hmm. you know a, a Chiefs game before that. But yeah. um, I. So yeah, I am going to pick Green Bay. And uh, yeah, I'm going to pick Buffalo for over the – Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. wait, Are you what? kidding me? Yes. Come on, boys, like. Really? You think that tight? Like, really? I know you were joking, but really? (laughs) You had
1: me for about a half second, and I was like, oh, wait. I forget. Acting? We we tell jokes sometimes.
2: Uh, There we go. I got my my bandana
1: here. I
0: think this is honestly the best picture of what we wanted for the NFL playoffs is Brady versus Rodgers and the – the youngest challenger going up against Patrick Mahomes, which is weird because they're both it would so young. Be hilarious
1: but, though is if we do get that matchup in the Super Bowl and it's like a seventeen to ten game, yeah. right? It's like a defensive battle. Where we're just right. like, what? Like but, this isn't. Yeah. No, this isn't how this is supposed to go. But, but I mean, no, it's, it's very, very uh,
0: rarely do we get the one v two matchup that we have. Uh, I mean, obviously not the Bucks, but in the AFC West or, or AFC, obviously West with the Chiefs, but like literally the AFC. 1v2 matchup is one of those things where you're just like, you're kind of salivating because you're like, but, well, you know, Baltimore's yes. going to upset somebody. Tennessee's going to go on a run, which, I it's mean, a, look at a, It's I a mean,
1: rematch. It's right. a t- like, yeah, Kansas City beat them, but Buffalo got really hot at the end of the year.
0: Mm-hmm. It's,
1: and, there's a lot riding on this game. Yeah, like, it's it's two of
0: offenses that have happening. performed outer worldly at times and two defenses that are coming into their own at the end of the season.
2: Yeah, what like, a, a lot of people, that's matchup. what a lot of people aren't, I don't think, giving the Chiefs defense some of the credit, particularly to Ron Matthew. I mean, he balled out Incredible. in the second half, mm. and he came in, and he, he shut them down. And so I, I don't understand
1: how he's on his, what, fourth team?
2: Yeah. Third team. Third team, yeah. Yeah. They, um,
1: remember
0: the behavior issues were,
2: they were thought to be just
1: didn't it, unchangeable.
2: He was Arizona and then Houston. Arizona, Houston. And, and now, yeah, now. Like New Orleans or something in between. Mm. No, 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 it was okay. just LSU before that. Yeah, that's right. Um,
0: the rumor was that he was going to go to New Orleans because of home.
2: But sure. for where he played in college. Right. But I mean, you're seeing LeJarius Snead is stepping. I think he is making. I think he has all year is a future Pro Bowler. I think mm-hmm. he's definitely looks like one of those more exciting rookies. That's why when you ask, you know, who is the best, who's been the rookie performing the best, and uh, we did that last <laughs> week also for you. We dropped the pins. <laughs> We're like, this is for Aaron. Um, yeah, I'll get. Um, uh,
0: which going going back to the very first. Video on our Facebook, which is us breaking down and Duncan breaking down the AFC West 100%. Because I've been kind of like reviewing a lot of our old footage and film and all that stuff, and it's literally Duncan talking about how Sneed, Darius Sneed, is going to be a game changer for the Chiefs throughout this year and he's going to come on strong.
2: I'm that uh, he was, he was a There was a kid who he did a very selfless thing uh, his last year at Louisiana Tech when he switched over to safety because they had a, an abundance of cornerbacks, they needed help with safety. He's a natural corner. He went and played safety for the team, and it knocked him down a couple rounds. So he went in the fourth round instead. But right. he's 6'1". He ran a sub, you know, I think, a four three eight forty, and Sub 4'4". Sure. He, yeah. And so he played. He was, before that, his, his tape, his sophomore and junior year, he was ex- exceptionally strong at corner. So this is a guy who, he reminds me a little bit of Peters, but just a, a, as a playmaker, but not nearly as much of a risk taker. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so, and the Chiefs, you've seen them bring him in on blitzes and, and be able to be the guy who actually does get to the quarterback and make the sacks. And right. uh, now I'm very, I'm very excited about this. The chiefs have an opportunity in this game. Cause I haven't been exceptionally uh, uh, overwhelmed or impressed by the Buffalo offense in the playoffs. I mean, they did very well against Indianapolis, but they still couldn't come up with the big plays down the stretch when they, like they could have put away Indianapolis and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they still got the win. And then they really didn't play that great against Baltimore either. And Baltimore's got a pretty damn good defense. But that was, I mean, when you think about it, they really only had 10 points. I mean, you take away that pick six, like the Buffalo offense did not have an outstanding game. It wasn't until the end when they started getting back to their own
0: football. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, and that's, that's the biggest knock on Buffalo is some, it's like the Chiefs can start out. And dominate, but they can also do the same thing that Buffalo did where they, they drop some points and drop some things. Yeah. But in the same fact, when they come out flat, they come out flat, and you're just like, what is this? And especially for first quarter, second quarter, that's usually what ends up happening. But Josh Allen did turn
2: that around.
3: And no, he did.
2: And But I also, when you look at then with the Buffalo defense, is they will probably, like, they would love to be able to come out and say, okay, Chiefs, we're going to defend the pass. We dare you to run the game or run the ball against us. The Chiefs proved to them in the in the game in the regular season that's yeah. not going to work. And you right. do you are bringing Clyde mm-hmm. Edwards-Elair back in this game, and you had Daryl Williams have the best game of his career against Cleveland, mm-hmm. against a pretty stout Cleveland run defense, right. and just absolutely ball out. Daryl had more rushing yards than Nick Chubb or Thank Kareem Daly Hunt. Kennedy. And so I uh, I just I just think the Chiefs are I think they're going to win. I'm not I not. Not big or anything like that, but I think it will be a little more comfortable than a lot of people think late in that game. I honestly do think a
0: three-point game is really fair for both teams because it's. I think the Vegas line kind of nailed it right on the head when it comes to that. Is like it, it's. For me, it's going to be. For me, it seems like it's going to be a close one, but I would not be shocked if it's if it does come down to like a six-point. Final. Well, somebody scores a touchdown. There's OT. Okay. And somebody scores a touchdown, and that and that would
2: extend extend the spread. Right? I, mm-hmm. I just don't think if Mahomes is ready to roll. Right. Which I is, don't think it's going to come down to speaking of the wire and the nerves that it did against Cleveland.
0: Released earlier today, just just now, Chiefs Patrick uh, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes certain steps on Monday. These are considered really big steps. He remains in the NFL concussion protocol, but. It's too early to say whether he will definitely play, but the steps that he cleared are monumental.
2: Yeah, there's five steps he has to pass, and exactly. and so when
0: they say some steps, that's obviously at least two or three.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. And that's something where you and third or
0: fourth you, step, or fourth or fifth step are basically multiple days in a row.
2: Yeah, of of being clear. Yeah, and being clear to practice and things right. like that. Yeah, and showing no no symptoms, no ill Sorry, effects. It's just the notification no, I figured not, was that in was incredibly timely. <laughs> okay. No, that was perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, I just yeah, I, I expect the Chiefs to come out and handle business. I think the Chiefs just have too much talent otherwise on mm-hmm. offense, and so and it motivated defense. It's there's just I think there's a lot of factors. I think the defense was really starting to play up to their uh-huh. potential in the last couple weeks. In, in this in this the the not the last couple weeks obviously, but the Cleveland game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they definitely were. I think the I think the game changer for
0: me is Travis Kelsey. Because Milano, yeah, I, I see you wearing the jersey, yeah, baby. But, like, Milano did really good at covering Mark Andrews. But look at him the prior week versus all the tight ends at, in Indianapolis. They all had a game against him Jack mm-hmm. Doyle, you know, uh, Mo Alley Cox, mm-hmm. um, Trey Barton. Like, they all had a game against Matt Milano, and he couldn't cover all of them. And literally, Travis Kelsey is almost all three of those. He, he's not as big as Mo Cox, because Mo Cox is a gigantic man. But,
2: Travis Kelsey is
0: all those three rolled into one person, and, and that's going to be too much for Milano
2: to cover. And the, his route running right now is so filthy. It's like right. just it's ridiculous. the separation he's able to create, just no. how, how he's able to contort his body to right. shield the ball, shield away from the ball, or away from the side. You can
0: like, there's so many different ways to use him, and, yeah. I, do, and I don't think Matt Milano can keep up. okay yeah. it's just, it's the
1: best tight end in
2: football. No, right. and you're not. And if Patrick plays, and if Patrick is sharp, I mean they were they came out sharp out of the gate against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I mean that was yeah. People can say what they want about the fumble and everything like that. That was still a nineteen to three game at halftime. Mm-hmm. And had they called the timeout with a minute instead of thirty seconds, that very well could have been a touchdown instead of field goal. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a twenty three to three game at halftime. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's there's a you know you can sit there and play what ifs all day, but I just Buffalo has played outstanding football to close out the regular season, but I just have not been as impressed. I don't think they've been bringing their A game in the playoffs, and they're going to have to bring their A-plus game in Kansas City, and I just don't see it.
0: I I do think that this is kind of setting up the future where the Bills and Chiefs are going to be – they've made the right moves. Their coaching is great to me that – I do mm-hmm. see the Bills team being a good team for a while. I do think that Brian Flores is going to—it's going to be making a very challenging division. Obviously, Bill Belichick mm-hmm. added to that mix too. But I see Buffalo and Kansas City squaring off for a while.
2: Yeah, and I—I I see Cleveland in that mix, yep. and I see—it's going to be a very talented young right. league. Yeah, I, in general, not I, just I, AFC or NFC. It's right. going to be when if Indianapolis gets their quarterback situation figured out. Mm-hmm. I see them as a threat for a long time. Yeah,
1: yeah, and going back to that's Miami like, in time. That's why I'm not sold on like. Yeah, it's going to be the, these two in the championship game. They'll be in the playoffs, right? But there's going to be a very different mix of teams. Yeah, and yeah a the, year I ago people mean, would have said
2: it's going to always be Baltimore and Kansas City. Yeah, right? I don't and think things that's change all like that. Yeah,
0: exactly. I don't think it's going to be AFC championship game. I'm just saying that I
2: think those yeah, yeah. are remedi- yeah, they'll, remedial they'll playoffs. be a those, regular playoff. Team. They will be Same regular contenders for the AFC representative in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But the Chiefs are at the top of the heap right now. We're at the top of the mountain, and that's the other thing is this is what the Chiefs. People have said the Chiefs. You yourself, you know, they just they looked awful, and it looked they looked garbage. And the Chiefs were waiting for this. This is this mm-hmm. this is this is what they're doing now. This is what they wanted to get back here for. Mm-hmm. And I, I did like a Facebook post and a Twitter post. And I can't remember what I did in, in which is which. But pretty much I was like, phase one is done. We got the one seed. We got back. This is phase two. This is what the Chiefs players and Kansas City fans, the Chiefs kingdom, have been waiting for. And I was like, not even all season. They've been waiting for this mm-hmm. since the evening of February 5th when all that was left was crumpled confetti, dried tears Mm -hmm. after that parade and rally like this is what we this was hashtag run it back this is what it's all about
0: um and i mean because that's honestly the one of the biggest feats in sports and it's never repeating it's very very hard to do very very hard to do um and we're looking at potentially the team that that has a really good shot at doing it Mm -hmm. um but i think that also like when we talk about the whole like josh allen patrick mahomes thing is that's also uh leads into the draft being so important this year for quarterbacks is that's why they I believe there is going to be five in the first round or or even six in the first round because you're going to see a lot of teams that have to replace a big veteran and also in the same fact they're going to be like, well, if we just let a kid develop. Josh Allen is that story. Mm-hmm. Josh yes. Allen is the
1: the only what, what way, we yeah, can the get. only way that it won't be five is with one of those teams that does need a quarterback goes and gets a Stafford or a Matt Ryan or one of those guys. And even then you could still see them taking a quarterback if it's Matt Ryan, because older.
0: I I mean, everyone's going to be willing to probably pull the trigger on a Trey Lance because they're going to be like, well, Josh Allen was a no, no name kid. And
1: like Lance's potential is outrageous. He's going first just based off of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. Like, but like, even like Josh Allen went second round. No, first he was, he was first, first, first round. yeah, first round. That the thing, top ten. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's but that's the thing is like
0: they're going to look, they're going to interview these quarterback, and I think we're going to have the most quarterbacks taken in the first, like you said, first ten picks. Not even just.
1: Yeah, no. Players. I think I think there's a legitimate when you look at the teams there. There's a legitimate opportunity to have five in the first fifteen picks. Right. Will it happen? Probably not. But right. it's it could. Right. Very well could.
0: And and, and I mean I think it's almost a no brainer. What we're going to talk about is we're going to be talking about you know. Obviously, Lawrence, Fields, Wilson, Lance in the first 10, and then maybe that fifth could be matched. We'll
1: talk about it more coming up, but the, sure. the amount that the oncoming Deshaun Watson trade is going to have on that is, is going to be astronomical as well. Insane. But we are going to take a break, and we'll come back and talk about all that uh, afterwards. So, I'm
0: so excited.
2: That's what I tried to do last week. Well. All right,
1: welcome back. Uh, just getting into some other NFL news. We've had a lot of coaching changes, some interesting stuff. But I think first thing that, building off of what we most importantly, the Lions. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you no, know, building off. Of, wow, uh, probably a handful. Was, uh, but okay. building off the Deshaun Watson situation. Um, a lot of sources came out and said that this is a big. Basically, big he'll never play a game for Houston ever again. And it's very much an NBA-like situation. And if you don't know, uh, if you haven't noticed the last few years, uh, player empowerment has taken over the NBA. Players that are disgruntled at their situation, they move on. And there's not a whole lot I the owners can do feel
2: like that? I feel like the most recent example of that, too, also is happened in just, Houston. oh, my gosh, it was in
1: Houston. Shocking. <laughs> that city's full of trash owners. Shocking. Uh, but, yeah, Deshaun Watson, uh, most likely. Hard to KD like, for the game winner. you're You've seen him play his last game in Houston, which their owners have always sucked. No offense to yeah. you know, their, their late owner. Um, Bob McNair. Came, yeah, Bob McNair. Thank yeah. you. Um, but, not, but his kids are being idiots, though. Yeah, they're terrible. Um, so what we want to kind of get into with that, uh, all the rumors of where he could land and what situation makes the most sense. We talked about a little bit off air. Um, i for, like I like Miami, yeah, I like San Francisco, the front runner
0: um, is Miami and San Francisco,
1: yeah, um
0: Lions just put their name in the hat, but it would kind of take a monumental yeah, trade, I, and Stafford would be a part of that, and th- not that they wouldn't do that it's also it would be te- Stafford in their a first Texas round kid, right yeah he's a Texas kid. yeah, so, so i mean
1: it, I just think i don't know it's I, a long shot it's it's hard to beat the potential offer that Miami could put together, and I w- would think that. Brian Flores, no matter how much he likes Tua, mm. uh, you definitely throw your name in the hat for the guy with the highest completion percentage in NFL history at this point, mm. at this current point. Um, but... Arguably the second we gonna, or third... Are, th- are going to see this become second? a trend in the NFL like it did in the NBA the last 10 years where player empowerment is going to take over and these players in bad situations they are going to say, Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll we- sign this contract in September, but... If we had that light
0: situation with Jamal Adams.
1: I mean we've seen it with we've seen it a lot actually with defensive the players. Player. That's right. Yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick, Jamal Adams. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just the most high profile player, mm-hmm. I right. think, that you could potentially like that we've seen. Second
0: best quarterback in the league.
1: In the league? I don't think <laughs> I don't think Deshaun's. You can argue best. for th- or second or third? I don't think that he's the second or I would third. say maybe fourth or fifth. Well, I'm yeah. saying I'm saying like, second based good. off
0: the simple fact that like he has his whole career ahead of him.
1: Sure, but I still don't think he's the second. Yeah, I he's don't. very, very good. I think he's very And good. we haven't seen him. I think he's top five at least. For sure. No, that's what I, yeah, we, fourth we, or fifth. Yeah, yeah. but it, he's not the second best quarterback in the
2: league. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson would be my one, two, three, for sure. I, I just don't think they're going to let Russ cook, especially with the hires that they're going to do. It and they say, I'm just, but no, yeah, no, no, we're not talking freedom. about production. Gonna, we're just talking about the best quarterbacks. Russ cook. right? We're just talking about the best quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. Pete Carroll's going to figure out very quickly that, like, hey, you, you have a franchise quarterback running the ball fifty guys.
2: Brian Schottenheimer was their know. offensive coordinator. All right. That's that was But it could be Adam Gase.
1: Or it could be Mike
2: Kafka. I, I hope it's not Kafka. Or,
1: yeah. I hope I hope for Russ's sake it is Kafka. Kafka. I hope for your guys' sake it's not. But
2: that's our, that's, I, that's Reed's replacement baby. I hope Mike for Kafka. Jamal
1: Adams' sake that it's not Adam Gase. Yeah. Because that guy's gonna be the most upset person in Seattle. I Adam hope it does Gaze happen because that would be high comedy. It would be so funny. But Back to the whole player empowerment thing. Like, Mm. there are quarterbacks in these bad situations that you can make the game. Like, this could open up a huge can of worms.
2: Right. I just don't know if it's going to happen, though, because I feel like quarterbacks are more tied into their franchises than a lot of NBA players are. I think that signing an extension and being a part – like. Because I think most NFL teams are going to go out of their way to keep a football player, a quarterback, happy. No doubt. And also, the NFL is not a league in which you are seeing a lot of these disgruntled players in the NBA. They want other great players around them. Whether they have to go seek a team that already has great players or whether or not they want their organization to bring in great players. The NFL is not that way. And
1: it's also harder to show that you're a great NFL quarterback without a lot of great players around Mm -hmm. you. Sean Mm -hmm. had the benefit of having... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, for the better part of his career up until this year. I mean, so he was able to flash a lot. I think, and, and even
2: this certain but, other positions, sure, but I think quarterback. No, I don't think this is going to be. But even this year, Deshaun, or anything,
0: Deshaun flat. Like he didn't. Yes, they didn't make the playoffs or anything like that. But his stats and his, him single handedly keeping them in games was super impressive. I mean, mm-hmm. he. I mean, he made Will Fuller look. Fantastic. Before, obviously, we found out you know he was on the whole Giambi juice, but uh, for the most part, like Will Fuller looked like a great wide receiver. Kiki Q T came on at the end. Brandon Cooks, like the, he finished a year completely healthy, and or missed right. like one or two games, but like he made that team look really, really good with like age. Superstars he didn't
1: make them look really, really no. Good. That's in a in certain games, that's a very big stretch because they were bad. Yeah, they were a bad team. He made. His they finished weapons with the third overall solid, pick in the draft, but mm-hmm. that wasn't. That wasn't right, a good I guess, team. Yeah, I, guess, I
0: guess it wasn't, like, great team. I'm right.
1: Just... Like, you're still going to put up stats. It's NFL, and it's the highest-scoring league the league has ever been.
0: I'm too fantasy biased, obviously. So. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you're ignoring the fact that yeah. with the COVID year, well, it's Alliance literally fan. the
1: highest-scoring <laughs> season in NFL history. <laughs> right. Everybody was scoring. Hmm. Everyone. So, yeah, Deshaun's great. His teammates looked good, but... He needs to get the hell out
2: of it. It wasn't, and, and here's the thing: he signed an extension just a few months ago, so it's not like he was that eager to get out of Houston. Right, but he if he was money, true, but if he was that eager, wait, wait an off season, like, and he, gets, and he just gets franchised. But you
1: have it's not as simple as him just entering the market. He could get franchised for three years. Hmm. He signed the he extension. He can also hold out
2: though, and I think I think there was more ways he could have forced their hand if he didn't sign the extension. Because now it's a harder contract to move. I mean, somebody will make the trade for it, absolutely. For sure. But I just, yes. I think that there was other ways he could have gone about it. And so fuck him. I just... He got his money, and he's getting the hell out of town. He just is. No, no, no. Fuck him. Yeah. Oh, I, this has nothing to do with Houston. I think that's a, a garbage organization, especially right now. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, he, he didn't seem that upset with the franchise a few months ago. It's just really been... Escalated a lot in the last few weeks, and justifiably so. I completely understand where he's coming from. Right? They didn't. They well. But I I don't see this becoming a trend. It,
1: but they basically they hired a search firm they to figure out who they should hire for their GM. Mm-hmm. Completely ignored the advice of the search firm. Uh, Louis Riddick, I believe, was one of them. I can't right. remember the other name. But they hired the kid from Nick New England, yep. and he might be fantastic. But obviously, Deshaun Watson hadn't. My, and obviously the Beanie thing. He talked to Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes was like, "This is the guy you guys want." That's who Deshaun clearly wanted. And it took for until until it was already a PR disaster. Yeah, like until it already came out that Watson was unhappy with how things were going. For them to finally reach out and say, "Yeah, we want to interview Beanie," and at that point, it's over. You're you're just trying to uh, repair a bad situation with your quarterback. And it didn't work out for them. They, they messed up every, every step of the way this season. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame him for wanting to leave. And I really hope he winds up somewhere in a good yeah.
2: situation. no, no. And I, I completely agree. I, I just – the only reason I was saying, saying is that it's, it's escalated so much quickly is that was my – part of my argument on why I don't see this becoming a trend. Is gotcha. because it's. I think that just plays into this is something that happened so quickly. Yeah, there was the seeds were already planted are usually with the DeAndre Hopkins off. with the DeAndre Hopkins trade last offseason. season. Right. The seeds were already planted for this. Mm-hmm. But again, it's he even tweeted himself a quote from, and I can't. I don't know what the song is, but went from a two to a ten.
1: But it was also a quote that described that I believe it was Schefter himself used to describe the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he, sources had said that. When Hopkins got traded he was at a two. Now he's at a ten. Now he's at a ten.
2: Literally tweeted that exact Mm -hmm. one. Yeah, no, and that's and that's where that's like that's to my point, is where he wasn't that upset a, a few months ago. Now he is. Right. And so I think had he seen what was going to happen this offseason, he wouldn't have signed that extension. And, yeah, they would have franchised and all this. But I don't mm. think – I think still signing an extension is showing, hey, I'm willing to work with you. Right. Mm. And they screwed and up. So, and so – and then they way. screwed up even more. It's like, yeah. I, yeah, I want the hell the hell out of there. Yeah. And but so, only, yeah, I don't see this becoming a thing. Other positions, sure. That. The Jamal Adams, the – Jalen Ramsey's, like, yeah, certain position players. The only
1: way they can repair this is if they actually get the enemy to sign on. And even
2: then, I heard somebody compare that to you make friends with a buddy or make plans with a buddy or something like that, and then it's like, oh shit, man, my girlfriend actually wants to do something this Friday night, so hanging with her instead, and the girlfriend's like, oh, actually, uh, my girlfriend's invited me to go do this. Oh, hey, buddy, you still free? Like, this is is like a situation like that taken to the 10th degree. Like, this is where. Oh yeah, yeah, we're bringing in Eric Enemy. Okay, so you're just doing this to appease me. Mm. That you still don't value my opinion. You're only doing this to try to keep me around. Right. Like I think I think but the it, damage is uh, the damage is already done.
1: The damage is done between him and the owners. Yes. But if if they have no, like if they bring in the enemy, if they're they're not going to trade him right away. No. Uh, they're going to try to mend it by being like, all right, well. We'll see how this plays out on the field.
2: One of the things that I read is, and I don't know if it was Schefter who tweeted it or somebody else, but basically what it comes down to is the only way to keep him is for them to make moves in in their organization, and that would essentially come down to Cal McNair firing Cal McNair. And
1: owners don't fire. Owners. That's
2: just uh, yeah. That's just it, that is definitely not a precedent no. or a trend. So
1: sell the team. Yeah, uh, speaking of. <laughs> Coaching changes and all that. We are well into the coaching carousel this offseason. Only mm-hmm. two teams left that need to fi- need to hire their head coaches. One being the Texans. And the other being fire. the surprise uh, to some uh, Philadelphia Ooh, be, Eagles. Um, Another one. We
2: we went pretty deep on that last week in edition three. More information has come out.
1: Um, not so much to do with his decision during during the game. That that uh, caused that, it actually is straight up which quarterback he preferred hmm. yep. moving forward. Uh, I, he wanted to go with Jalen Hurts and ownership most likely because of the extension they had Carson Wentz sign. He's hiring candidates to and that's Carson Wentz. The, the, oh, thing, the yeah. point that I made he last week that. is <laughs> what I said
2: is I don't think it comes down to uh, – Yeah, that's what I told Ty when you weren't here. I was like, I don't think it comes down to exactly – Doug Peterson or Carson Wentz. I think it comes down to moving forward with Doug Peterson and eating that money, or like basically, what is the lesser of two evils? Is keeping Doug Peterson, or or, and and eating that money, or keeping Carson Wentz but getting rid of the head coach? Basically, like, do you want to eat the money, or do you want to get rid of Doug Peterson? Like, that's
0: what it comes down to. I am infuriated by this as as a fantasy player that went out and got Jalen Hurts. Um, because it's one of those things where I had Carson Wentz, and after the way Carson Wentz played, I was like, I'm done with him, and I just dropped him because I, like, I have Jalen Hurts. And the eye test, obviously, throughout the entire season, Carson's bad, bad. And yeah, I, I understand like, we're going to try to fix him, and we, we only want a head coach that's going to well, fix him. At, that also, that him. That automatically puts him in look a disadvantage.
1: Cullen Moore. Mm-hmm. They want to interview Beanie? Yeah, they want to interview all these guys who have worked with young quarterbacks mm-hmm. who had flaws in their game coming in, and they've got past those. you think about like yeah. the gunslinger mentality with Mahomes? You mm-hmm. think about Dak Prescott and uh, how he wasn't that great of a passer. I, w- I won't say not good, but not I wouldn't say a mm-hmm. great passer. And now he is becoming a great passer with Kellen Moore. They want these young guru type guys who, and that screams to me that they want someone who will fix Carson Wentz, and the damage is done. Yeah. But and yeah. and I and don't think you can fix. What that's his where, issues. but I
2: still don't. And this is just a personal opinion. It's just something that I've wrapped my head around, and I can't get out. Is. I literally don't think it's because they want; they think that Carson Wentz can be the guy. I think it's just because they don't want to have to eat eat the fifty million dollars, whatever well, it would cost them to do.
1: Because no one's trading for that. And you're like, gonna, the, I think that's either, what it is. You're either eating that in the sense of keeping him on the roster, or you're eating that in the sense of you're going to have the, one of the. Biggest dead cap yeah.
2: situations
1: ever. Oh, I'm, you right. cut him because I'm not saying next year is the first year of that extension. Yeah. Right. I'm not I
2: saying it's a good choice. All I'm saying is like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, that they think that terrible. I think choice. that was what their decision was is that yeah. the money is more important than, than the talent at that point right. or, coaches, or then having the, the right coach cheaper
1: to fire than getting rid of I think, exactly. I extension. think it's more, no, I get it.
0: I think it's more likely at this point because of everything that because the teams see what happens, instead of teams going out to try to get Carson Wentz, I see teams going to try to get Jalen Hurts and being like, "Hey, like, if obviously you guys believe in Carson Wentz, what's the price tag on Hurts?" You know, and it, it's it's not that it's like completely not remember, going to happen or anything like remember that. This off but,
1: season when we all talked about when they had these sound bites where they were like, "We're trying to build a quarterback factory," and I'm like, "That's not a thing in the NFL." Yeah, no. You can groom your backup quarterback if he's a high upside guy. We've seen it in Green Bay over the years, and places like that where you groom the backup and he becomes a starter. The Hasselbecks, the Kurt Warners, and stuff like that. But like there's always Boston. a timestamp on but that. But dr- They weren't drafted in the first round, no, or yeah. second. Sorry, second round. They, they weren't drafted in the top three rounds. Mm-hmm. You don't build a quarterback. They wanted. They, they wanted That's to do what New England thing. did with Garoppolo,
2: and that mm-hmm. just wasn't. But that was a quarterback in waiting behind that a was ex- aging beh- quarterback. Yes, it's so
1: different. Yeah, exactly, and <laughs> I. I don't know. Like Philly's just one of those
2: organizations that you're, you can't be that surprised when they make no. decisions like this.
0: It's a head scratcher.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, what? the? F- and, yeah. and, like, and I had wondered with, with, with Peterson, like one of the things that I'd read is that he also wasn't clear about what he wanted to do with either of his coordinator spots. And that was mm. something else that from what I understand, Jeffrey Lurie was frustrated with is mm. there was just no clear cut vision moving forward. It was kind of just a, We'll figure it out as I, we go. I think that and comes down
0: to the thing that we talked about two weeks ago where it's like, he's burnt. Like, he's burnt out yeah. on the Philadelphia I that Philadelphia yeah. that city
2: burns like, people out. Right. Like, you, the, the fact that Andy Reid Andy lasted Reed. as long as he did yeah. is a testament to Andy Reid. Right. And they fan, got rid of him in
0: still kind of an ugly seen way.
1: fantastic <laughs> like, coaches go through that city in multiple sports and not have the success. And the if, second they leave. And that the fans in that city are ruthless. The media in that city is ruthless. And guys... They, the Sixers got rid of fire. Brett Brown. I mean, exactly. shit. Doc Rivers will probably oh, have a similar exit. Mm-hmm. I'm Not like it's just it's that city. I mm-hmm. don't know what it is. How it affects? How does it affect all sports? But it
2: does. It took yeah. It took an old man, an old manager like Charlie mm-hmm. Manuel, to come in and write the ship for the Phillies mm-hmm. midseason, no less, mm-hmm. for him to come in and lead them to a World Series. And but, you look at the Phillies. They go out and sign Brett Har- Bryce Harper, and they still haven't been able to do shit. Yeah, yeah. Philly is a tough freaking town. It is. Very There's a reason so. that the most successful franchise in that town usually is the Flyers, and that's because right. they're, the, they're the Broad Street bullies. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. that's, they already have a tough mentality as it is. Right. right. And you don't fuck with hockey players. so <laughs> True. Yeah, uh, try to throw snowballs at, at hockey players yeah. or try to throw shit batteries on and, on the ice and see what happens.
0: Oh, man. The mascot in Philly, he will, he will fuck somebody up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Gritty? Gritty will fuck you Gritty's up. <laughs> arguably my favorite mascot. In sports, gritty will like, take
0: his skate off and slice your throat. That is what they're the, doing. About the
1: Philly fanatic the is, is pretty sweet. The marketing they've done yeah. with gritty since he's been a thing has been incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's head scratcher in Philly. We'll see how it plays out. I honestly don't even know who would be the favorite. the The list of people that they've interviewed, they've even interviewed uh, the Cowboys uh, special teams coach mm. uh, John Fassel um so son clearly of former head coach jim fossil absolutely man. yeah mm-hmm. and probably the best special teams coordinator in the nfl it's wadded in la and in dallas uh, now for dave tobe tobe's, tobe's very good too, it, do, it
0: does feel like the themselves. philadelphia owners um are, <laughs> are literally just small. like going into uh are going are basically just going into like a room and being like putting like pictures on the wall like closing their eyes and being like uh-huh. this guy that's our next head coaching candidate and just interviewing them is what it feels like to me. Like, there is a method, obviously, to their madness, th- but it just seems so, so random. Field, <laughs> it has to it, be. I think
2: it's just come down to who's not going to break Carson any worse yeah. than he already is. Right. right. Are they in,
0: Are they going to have to reach super deep and try to pull somebody from, like, the AFL or something like that? You know, like... Coach, you know, how do you feel about CFL kid like how Chicago?
2: Chicago did it with... What's his yeah.
1: name? Uh, Trustman, right? yeah. A few years back. We'll see. Um... I can't even begin to th- think who would want that situation because of how like it's you think gross. of some of the best candidates out there. They're Andy Reid guys. You had Andy Reid and Doug Peterson who are all who are both in the same coaching tree now, already fail. So like if you're the enemy, you look at that situation, you're like,
0: nah, no, I've hard pass. People. No, same
1: with Mike Kafka.
0: Right? No, no, yeah. I'm good. And I, I, <laughs> to quote Letterkenny, hard no, hard no. If
1: you're one of the Dallas guys, you're probably looking at it like. Why would I want that over, like, if you're Kellen Moore, working with Dak Prescott and a fairly stable mm-hmm. organization overall right now? Um, no. Uh, but the biggest news about coaching hires and everything by far is Urban Meyer coming out of out of uh, retirement, took the Jacksonville job, and it's – it's a coach that I never thought I'd see in the NFL. I'm not going to lie. Agreed. Uh, um, 100%. His strengths as a coach are not things that usually translate to the NFL. Like, his his big thing was recruiting and running with a quarterback.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, like, when you come down to it, like, part of the reason why he's, quote, left different programs is he's always talking about his health.
1: Right. And, like, all that I've always, and all that stuff. It's just, I've, What? I've always thought that that was just an excuse to get out of situations. Um, Ditto. And a lot of people have thought that over the years. Uh, the one thing that like, finally kind of sold people on that, which I I brought it up, I feel like, on one of the podcasts when we were initially talking about Urban Meyer potentially. Yeah, two or three weeks ago, where uh, Chris Carter, who Urban Meyer coached when he was a wide receiver coach at Ohio State way back in the day, who's a very good friend of Chris Carter, mm. uh, or Chris Urban Carter's a good friend of Urban Meyer. Mm cried on national television talking about how like how they thought that urban was going to die because of the stress on his heart from coaching mm-hmm. and sure taking taking out the whole like recruiting aspect yeah so that's a big reason why that's a mention, college job is
2: not to mention violations and all that yeah. other mm-hmm. stuff
1: then yeah you don't have the NCAA over your head on stuff but like you have your friend crying on national television saying he'll never coach again and all this stuff like and then it's been what three years? Not mm-hmm. even three years, right? And yeah. here he is.
2: And it's 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 interesting. And I mentioned this in our in our uh, group chat. And I I look at the last two decades of national championship winning college coaches going to the NFL, and is- there's th- there's three I can think of, and one did well, two failed miserably. And so I guess I wouldn't say Saban failed miserably, but. He didn't do well. It was enough where he, he was eager to jump right back into college. The yeah, the argument was not
1: enough time. Also, Saban thought that he was getting Drew Brees.
2: Very true. Very and true.
1: He didn't get Drew Brees, and that's a big reason why One fell. of my
2: favorite what if scenario. Yeah. Tony Romo would have been in New Orleans at some point. Hmm. Sean Payton, because Sean Payton was the guy that sought Tony Romo because they're both Eastern Illinois guys. When he was sure. with the, when but, he was the OC in Dallas. And then he took the offensive coordinator – I'm sorry, he took the head coach job <laughs> in New Orleans in 06. One of the oh, big what-ifs that I've heard is clubs. that yeah. he would have been the backup at that point, but one of the things I've actually seen is that he was – if they didn't get Breeze, he was prepared to offer a second-round pick to Dallas for Tony Romo, which, considering Romo hadn't started a game at that point, yeah. there's no way Bill Parcells turns that down. Right. A second-round pick for a guy who's never even started a game. Mm-hmm. And so Tony Romo likely would have ended up with Sean Payton in New Orleans – you would have uh, Drew Brees in Miami. That's wild. Lord knows where, who would have been in Dallas. Like, yeah, who knows yeah. what would have happened in Dallas. Like that, That's why it's one of my all-time yeah, favorite NFL what-ifs. But anyway, um, yeah, that yeah. was – I don't remember how we would we just – Urban Meyer was super excited. interesting, obviously. In, oh, yeah, in, Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Thank you. Um, Segway. Presented by uh, Tailgate.
1: <laughs> the list of coaches that he's oh, man, I was looking a, at this. is a – it's a mixed bag of guys he's worked with in the past and guys who are Have in the, the league. Uh, Scott Lanahan's his top choice for his offense coordinator. He still needs to interview for the job, but everybody says that those two want to work together. Uh, I think you'll see more in that situation, maybe see more of Urban being the play caller because uh, Lanahan doesn't really run anything similar to what Urban Meyer has run in the past. or like He's a very conservative coach, and I don't see Urban Meyer with the weapons they could potentially have in Jacksonville uh, being that conservative, but a multitude of different guys could be his defensive coordinator. He's interviewing Anthony Weaver with the Texans, Mm -hmm. Joe Cohen with the Ravens, Raheem Morris, Chris Ash, who would, they've said it would most likely be a defensive backs coach, Charlie
2: strong, uh, I really like I've the, heard, and I what I really I'm, like
1: the Raheem Morris. Oh, what I, really, yeah. what yeah, I've
2: read is that Strong and Ash are going to join his staff, regardless. And you've right got up. Strong, who was one of his defensive coordinators mm-hmm. at Florida, yep. and then Strong has been a head coach at, at uh, Texas. Texas. Yeah, and then you've got mm-hmm. Chris Ash, who was a defensive coordinator at Texas,
1: mm-hmm. and he was a head coach with with Rutgers. Mm-hmm.
0: So. And they're wanting to. And the thing that I like the most about the those two specifically is the fact that they're willing to work on a team together. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like I, I I like obviously the Raheem Morris thing because I do think that he has. Flashed at times with some of the talent that he's gotten in Atlanta. It's just hard because that division is all about throwing the football and playing in the dome. Um, but in the same fact, injuries have been the one thing that have been plaguing Raheem Morris' defenses for a long time. That when they actually have their good players, they've been able to shut down teams. Mm-hmm. But they lose like they lost you know Vic Weasley for that injury. Um, I can't think of the uh, Desmond Trufant when he was there. They lost him to down to an injury mm-hmm. and the injuries just blew completely decimated the uh, Deion Jones went down like like when though when they had their best defense where I was like this is a fantastic defense on paper that people aren't thinking they, they've had three injuries that completely crippled yeah. them mm-hmm.
2: but i mean even if they got if they went out and got Joe Collins i mean the defensive line coach for baltimore you right. look at how great that baltimore defensive line has been for a couple a few years now mm-hmm. That would be a tremendous, a tremendous potential defensive coordinator for
1: right. him, or even Anthony Weaver. Weaver the right. Texans have had
2: uh-huh. defensive linemen over the years, and yeah. if they they might get both of them. There's talk right. of both of them joining. Yeah, yeah. so I mean, the his does, defensive it, staff in particular yeah. could be outstanding. And it does
0: it does actually provide a lot of like really good like feelings around that. It's the fact that there's a lot of people that are like, I'll come with you, Meyer.
1: He has a great eye for coaching. And he's Josh, gonna go get too. Zach
2: Smith too. He's all...
1: I doubt it. <laughs> I, I was kidding. I was kidding.
0: <laughs> I
1: would love to Tom Herman to be Tom Herman's And be Tom Herman <laughs> too. Yeah, that would be hilarious. I know that the, he's probably um, gonna end up
0: with the Jets, but I would really love if they pulled back the old Jag, Paul Puzlesny. I loved Puzlesny. He was
1: <laughs> he was so good. You'll, you'll probably see some former players of his join a staff that are retired now. Like mm-hmm. he, like I said, he has a Tim very Timo. good eye. <laughs> <laughs> quarterbacks, I don't know. Tight ends coach Tim Tebow or quarterbacks coach. Tim <laughs> no, yeah. You want to mm-hmm. wind it all the way around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I, I have no doubt, like, he'll assemble, at least on paper, a good staff. It's just, I, I don't...
2: Can they news them? team, yeah. assemble! Apparently,
1: like, he's very sold on the Khan's vision, because this wasn't the only team that contacted him. Really? Uh, <laughs> multiple teams have had reached out, the Chargers reached out to him, um and he he was sold on the the con's vision which is mm-hmm. curious to me because it came out a couple of weeks ago that uh, the owner no matter who said that no matter who they hire as their GM he still wants final say in who they draft Khan! Khan! And, yeah. and that's like one of the things that we talked about where we were like uh, but you know, like
0: like because uh, we're we're doing this whole he draft. Could have,
1: he could have said that before he knew he was potentially right. getting Urban Meyer. Because if you're paying a guy yes. twelve million dollars mm-hmm. a year, he's gonna have a big, big say in who he's yes. drafting.
0: Um, and the thing is, like, because obviously, like, we're doing the whole uh, NFL draft game and stuff, and yeah. um, it's fun because obviously, people there's there's the we're team coming for you spoken. Yeah, we, we're coming, coming. Um, but like, there is that whole thing where it's like, whenever we do this draft game, we always try to put ourselves in the mind of that like GM or that you know. Um, That that owners like that this team. Yeah, I think that they should draft. You know, like last year we're like they should draft first and worse, but they're going to draft Andrew Thomas, and that's like where we kind. We didn't
1: say that. We picked worse, and nobody challenged because right.
0: Yeah, and that was because obviously Duncan and myself, we were kicking ourselves at that point. I was like, man, should we just challenge Aaron Thomas? Because, like, they've had him in for, like, three visits, but we just didn't. But it was, like, one of those things where it's, like, when you're looking at that, you have to put yourself in their mindset. And so trying to put myself in the cons mindset, I'm just like, I don't have that eye of talent. You know, like, we have a pretty good eye in, like, watching these kids come from the college to the pros. But in the same fact, I wouldn't – I want a football person that's been doing it day in, day out for years to do that, you know, like I almost would trust myself better than the cons with a little bit of an evaluation of talent, just because they don't come from that history of football. Right.
1: Sorry. Right. My and, own we, we made the po- and we made the point in our group chat, like this isn't a similar situation to uh, Jerry Jones being mm. the GM and Jerry Jones doesn't even do the drafting. Like yeah. that's not a thing. He just gets to make the pick on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will McClay does the drafting, but even when he did Jerry Jones played football. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In college, he was a teammate of Jimmy Johnson's at Arkansas. Yeah. He, he he knows football. Like no matter your opinion on Jer- Jerry Jones, he is he is a smart football mind and business mind. He just doesn't always make the right decisions. It's it goes, really, goes for the splash. He goes for the
2: splash. The mm. splash impact
1: instead. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. This past year, it worked out right. Um, but the cons. It's I mean, and we don't know yet. Like I don't I don't know if they were doing doing some of the drafting with their last GM, I
2: I just, I think it's being, I think, I think it was, that was said before he knew he was going to get urban Meyer. I just, I really do think Meyer and whoever they bring in as GM, it's going to be somebody designed to work with Meyer, uh, who will help in a large part. I think we all know that the guy in that building is urban Meyer over or
1: under on how many Ohio State players are drafted by the Jaguars this year. 3 3 <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be Rick Pitino in Boston all over again. Oh my god. <laughs> Shit. Yeah.
0: Justin Fields, number 1 overall.
3: What
1: the? Oh. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> it's I possible said it, like, with Urban taking that job. It's definitely possible.
2: If he'd had a better national championship game, I think that That's it would have been much more in play. I,
1: I think in the last 2 years we might have seen the two best national champions ever crowned. If you look his fraction of talent. Like, that's fair. LSU last year, I think, with the the amount of ranked teams they beat and how dominant they were, for sure you got to put them number one. Right. But this Alabama team, I think, could go toe to toe with them. Absolutely, I agree. Absolutely. That's. I mean, th- that Ohio State team, it was a good team,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's not. It was not the best Ohio State team that's even made the playoffs.
0: And we talked forever in depth on Alabama last week. That was the other thing. We, did. we talked forever on all the wide receivers that have come from there. Um, you're looking at Tua Tagovailoa, where obviously they're completely undecided on what goes from him. But like you're, when you're talking about those teams, like Mac Jones had that same talent level with them, obviously as the backup quarterback. But you're talking about first, four, first or no. you Try to find a team in the NFL that has four wide receivers that were drafted in the first round. You can't.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what... Alabama had coming through their system, and sure. that's what we talked about last week. And then but look at the linemen, the, you know, the Wells, the you know, and then look at the defense, the Raquan Davis, the you know, the linebackers that are coming from that, like sure. Sertan coming this year. Yep. Like, this is an amazing influence of talent, and I do like LSU. Yes. But the would give them 2017
1: the Alabama recruiting class is going to go down as one of the best mm-hmm. recruiting classes ever, all time. Um, but Getting back to Urban Mar, um, <laughs> you're good.
0: Yay, college football! Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> we'll so talk excited. the
1: title game in a little bit. Um,
2: you were going to make a point.
1: No, with the title. No, I was just going to. Okay. My
2: point was like, are we done with NFL? Because now it seems like we're segueing into. Okay. Okay. We can absolutely we college, can. So. Um,
1: but we can. we can go over just real quick the other uh, coaching changes. Um, Robert sala took the New York Jets job. He's hiring a very young staff. A lot mm-hmm. of the guys that he's been hiring are in their mm-hmm. mid. To early thirties, um, Dan Campbell in Detroit. Yep, actually like he's been talked about as a coaching candidate, a head coaching candidate for a few years. Um, and they glad he's to... getting another shot of it because right. he was an interim coach in Miami. Uh, when... They
0: wanted to. Uh, they wanted to give him the shot because, obviously, he's been the assistant head coach since 2016. So he has longevity under Sean Payton as a program. And they wanted something new, which is why they also paired him with Brad Holmes as a GM as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of – obviously, I've been reading a lot into it because I was unsure about Brad Holmes. But Brad Holmes, as a GM, he was the director of – He was
1: not the of, GM. Or, no, he, was, he was the scouting scouting. When, like, when you said when you in our program, group chat he's made a lot of picks, I'm like, he hasn't made any picks. Is a scouting coordinator. They don't okay. make picks. No, sorry. Well, the GM makes the picks. Yeah. He, he helps issue grades. That's it. Yeah, but I,
0: I think that obviously there was something with that. His, his eye for talent in scouting has been sure. pretty on point. So
1: yeah. I'm excited. They've, they've had some good drafts. Uh, you just never know when guys are in those situations. I really like Brad, uh, Dan Campbell, and I, th- I think that that front office has a lot of upside. Then uh, Atlanta, Arthur Smith, uh, who was Tennessee's offensive coordinator, and then the Chargers hired Brandon Staley, the Rams' defensive coordinator. He only the defense coordinator for one or two one year. Uh, How long has maybe two years? I think two years. It's been been two years now. Yeah. Kind of same. Like, what's your proximity to these certain coaches? And that's what it's been the last Mm -hmm. two off seasons. You don't really, like I said, in our group chat, you don't really know until those guys get those jobs because a lot of people, even after a couple years of Dan Quinn, thought he was a slam dunk coach. He still might be. Atlanta's just not a great situation sometimes mm, and for
2: that. Nobody really knew what to expect out of Sean McVay going to Los Exactly. So um, yeah. yeah, he
1: was a young kid. He was yeah, offensive.
2: Younger runner. than me. Yeah. I like a month and a half, but still. You're gonna see a lot of more of that coming up, Oh, know? that was the first. That was the <laughs> yeah. first, and I was like, oh for no, so it's starting. <laughs> it's starting. No. <laughs> but uh, these coaches are younger. Yeah, than me. exactly.
0: Going back to the thing, that's probably the reason why. Obviously, me as the Lions and the Detroit guy here. Um, I liked Brad Holmes a lot because he's 41 years old, so he's super young. I think he's one of the youngest, if not the youngest, GM in the game right now. And it was like one of those things where it's like, okay, this is what we need. We need we need to stop having these old guys roll through Detroit and not know what to do. We need to start having that infusion of young talent that tries to get things a little bit different.
1: Anything's better than Matt Millen, right? <laughs> i know. Three wide receivers <laughs> and four drafts um but yeah um we'll see how all that works out the one i'm really really questionable about is arthur smith agreed um if you read into him he's very much a guy who got ahead in life a lot because of who his daddy is his dad is the founder of fedex yeah
2: well, that's mm-hmm. nice yeah
1: no, not not really a football background at all he just kind of got into coaching because he wanted because to. well Be because he had the connections to do it gotcha Hmm. So that's the one that I'd look at as like potentially could be a big time field. It might be great, but I've, I've read a lot of people that are like, this guy's getting a job before Eric B. Enemy. This is kind of a joke. And it was
0: that was also really weird for Arthur Smith because, like, when you think of the Tennessee offense this year, you do think of some splash games that were great, but then you also yeah. think of like there's multiple games that you were playing that you're like, what the f- are they doing? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it was so bad and so often. Granted, a lot of that falls on the defensive side because the defense was so piss poor this entire year for Tennessee. But it was still like there's a the lot of the game plan where it's just like the only reason why you're saved is because Tannehill's so efficient and Derrick Henry can just blow through people.
1: Hey, another pinball. I don't really need it, so hmm. it's fine. Right. But, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on, transition back into college. Uh, the college That'll football playoff sun, title game was another blowout. Um, but we kind of expected that. That's a great Alabama team. Yeah. Um, as much as wanted to see Ohio State like really make it a game, and it
2: and it it, it seemed like they were about to when they got the when they got the fumble the the stack strip uh, recovery on uh, Mac Jones, and then all of a sudden they score two plays later they punch it in with uh, Master Teague. Love that name. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like hey, okay, maybe Ohio State's going to make a ball game. We got a fourteen fourteen game He's here, no general and booty. then uh, Mac Jones and company were just like, oh hi, what's up. Uh more more so, Devonte Smith Good said Lord. Hey, what's up
1: capped off the greatest wide receiver season ever.
2: Twelve catches, two hundred and fifteen yards, three touchdowns in the first half. And this is why
0: we won't be shocked if he ends up going the number one wide receiver off the board. He might oh, not. He, he but, will be. But he most likely maybe even top five. five. Yeah. He could be up there he could be,
1: yeah, he could be three if, if a, the Dolphins two don't two trade stays, that pick yeah. he's, he's going Yeah, two yeah. A
0: stays. Why yeah. not?
1: Honestly, even if he, even if he does, if that pick does get traded and Tua gets traded, what's the first thing that he's going to want? It, well, no, that Tua, that Tua, yeah, oh, right. that the Texans would want yeah. is something. Another, throw an, the ball a, a, yeah, a better receiver for him to throw the ball to. Number one, and a guy that he knows very well because he threw many of those touchdown passes to uh, Devonte Smith the last few Why years. Wide receiver
0: university, holy crap. Hey, yeah, thank Demi you, Clemson. thank you, Ole Miss, Julio for opening Jones. that door. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. It's like Saban said it himself after the Ole Miss game this year. He goes, the reason why we went out and started getting those type of guys and the quarterbacks that we've been going after is because we got lit up by Ole Miss a couple years. I
2: mean, Julio is, at this point, he represents the old guard. He was just the, spe- right. the special freak athlete, and he wasn't that great year. in college. It was just because it, yeah. he was a freak talent. You, you look at the the last few year. years that they've had, Calvin Ridley – uh, Jerry Amari. Judy, Amari. Henry Ruggs the third, Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith, and then John Mechie, probably the next one.
1: You forgot to mention
2: Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Thank you, Amari, Amari Cooper, back yeah. in there too. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and had a fantastic career, and Devonte Smith blew that out of the water.
2: Yeah. So just an amazing, amazing talent, and what he he just had his way with sean wade and sean wade yeah he's going to be a nickel corner uh in the nfl or a slot corner i'm sorry we said it um, the two, but he's you know, there's
1: two guys in the country that could mm-hmm. guard him maybe three if you throw jc horn in there but yeah. even he i don't think straight up right now is more of upside later uh why he's considered a first round pick but the two guys that could probably cover him one-on-one decently or on his own team and one opted out for Virginia Tech and Caleb Harley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Wade is probably we a
2: first-round pick, and he was getting burned right. yeah. a lot. Yeah. Yep. And, and so, yeah. Uh,
3: sorry.
2: No, yeah. I was going to say it's just, and it wasn't just Devonte Smith doing. I mean, Jones had 464 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah. He's like, that's I was going to say. He because like, like Smith there. missed mm-hmm. the entire second half when yeah. he had that hand injury, and fortunately, it looks like it's nothing serious. But right. they were they already had that game pretty well in hand at that yeah. point. Yeah.
1: Didn't Derek Stingley opt out this year too for LSU? for LSU? Yeah. I think he's another guy that. Could hold his own against him, but probably still gives up over 100 yards. Right. Um,
0: (laughs) And honestly, like when we're even talking about the difference between uh, those two corners, uh, Farley and um, Sertan, Sertan Sertan. is literally the difference is I think Farley is a better prospect because Farley is more athletic and a little bit faster, but Sertan's not that far behind, maybe like
1: 4-4-5. He played multiple positions too.
0: And he just didn't have as many years as reps as Sertan did.
1: Right, it's, uh, it's kind of Sertan a recency bias. If we would have gotten to see him play this right. year, he could be higher on the board. But yeah. Sertan had a fantastic Yeah, he year is, but, what
0: I like, the cerebral corner where he's, he he might not be the fastest. And the only way you get him is that he has a misstep. But he makes sure that he doesn't misstep because he knows he's not. like He's still fast, don't get me wrong. 4-5 is still fast. But in the same fact, he is at like, shutdown, lockdown on that side of the thing. And when we talked about uh, Sean Wade, it, that's why it became so clear that he's probably just going to be a safety or no, I
1: mean, he'll, be, he'll be, a be a slot corner. He'll be a starting he just corner. He's undersized, in the NFL. and he doesn't yeah. have the speed to keep up. With it, but it, Devontae, just but, but the like
2: point it. of all this is that's just how special of a receiver Devontae Smith is. He's just yeah. an exceptional talent. The, the and, incredible
1: stat that I saw during the game that I sent you guys is it, during that game he passed the the previous two wide receivers to win the Heisman: uh, Desmond Howard and Tim Brown. Tim Brown. Their combined stats from their Heisman season for. For Ooh, yards yeah. and touchdowns, he passed them both yep. in that game, yeah. which is pretty insane. Yeah. He had, like, what, 18, mm-hmm. 1852, I think, at that point, mm-hmm. and, like, 24. Four touchdowns, I want to say. But I, it's ridiculous. I, I just, and
2: it was one of the things that was a bummer from last week's episode, not unf- unfortunately being the third edition of the podcast that never happened, is we did go into depth a little bit about without Aaron. So it is, it's for the best that so we get to do it with Aaron this week. But some of the points I made about this Alabama team is this team is an epitome. It is like the the textbook definition of the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. And so because mm-hmm. the rule right now in college football is you go with the five-star quarterback. Like, even if you, if you have an upperclassman who's maybe the, the holdover, who is the guy who you, you basically look at as the middleman, the transitional quarterback, traditionally you end up giving it to the young kid to let them take their bumps, but the upside is, is worth it at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look at Clemson doing that with Trevor Lawrence and so, over Kelly Bryant. We've been critical, of
1: Georgia. justifiably so,
2: of Heard Georgia going of sticking with that. Jake Fromm yeah. over Justin Fields. Uh, you wonder what Georgia could have done with Justin Fields mm. and you look at Alabama damn near did it with uh two ta- attack of by by sticking with Jalen Hurts mm. Mac Jones is the exception to that rule of sometimes it's worth it to go with the upperclassmen. And that's not to take anything away from this philosophy of going with the young gun. Right.
1: Yeah, I think the experience he got last year after Tua went down was invaluable to that. And and right.
2: but even he it's not like he did anything outstanding though mm. last year. I mean, he played well. He, he played very we well. He lost to L-
1: like didn't Tua go down against LSU? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. He so he lost a game where he was thrown in but... Did he lose a game the rest of the year? No. Mm-mm. Right. So, I mean, he played well enough to win out after losing to one of the best teams ever. Mm-hmm. Like, that. without that experience, I
2: think they probably do go to the I think that's winning out with Alabama, though. I mean, right. there's a lot of teams that could – you, like you look stats. at how many quarterbacks have done well at Alabama right. and won a lot of ball games mm-hmm. without anything. You had Bryce Young come in as the true freshman this year, number one quarterback recruit mm-hmm. in the country. One of the, like – as talented, if not more talented as high as hyped as some of the other quarterback like number one quarterback recruits of the last decade, and so he was a guy who if you would have asked any Alabama fan before the season, before the season started, not any but the majority of Alabama fans I'd bet most of them wanted to go would have wanted to go with Bryce Young over mac Jones sure. mm-hmm. and so but and again this is it's it's more often than not it's going to be the right call. you go with your talent because you don't know how long you have them you don't know how long you have windows to win mm. but this is, it's cool to see something of kind of that old-school approach. And to that point, also with Najee Harris and Devontae Smith, because the other school of thought right now in college football is if you are an underclassman and you're stuck behind somebody somebody else on the depth chart, you transfer mm, right. to a school where you will get the opportunity to start and display your talents and, mm. and you know open up the best opportunity for you to get to the NFL. Right. And nothing wrong with that. Najee Harris and Devontae Smith waited behind – first-round pick after first-round pick to get their opportunity as seniors. Yes. I mean, Josh you look Jacobs, at Damian Najee Harris. Harris. Yes, Josh Jacobs, Damien Harris, not a first-round pick Second. in Harris, but yeah. Scar- Bo Scarborough yeah. was a stud at Alabama. Uh, he was a stud. Not in NFL, but he, he was, was a never stud. Starter. He was a stud at yeah, Bama, he but he was still, still a guy that Najee Harris was behind. Mm-hmm. Round and, so, and then at receiver, obviously we mentioned Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Calvin Ridley he had to wait behind, and then um, – uh, um, Jalen Waddle. He had to wait. Cooper wasn't. Cooper was to already. Start gone. To hear, yeah. Waddle was. But Waddle was the, like, Waddell was was the guy, guy who everybody talked about, and, and that, to, for them to stick it out at Alabama and say I'm going to wait and get my chance, and then for both of them to go off because Harris had a great game himself, like. People are going to be like, yeah, he had only 79 yards rushing on 20 carries. Yeah, he also had 79 yards receiving and three yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. The I guy do, was a huge impact on that game. I do think it's a great, great thing that we
0: saw there as well because even just mentioning that Waddle came back to play, Yes, that was just so quintessential of the program itself and what they was, set up because he I came back this, a little bit too early. I It was very irresponsible
1: wow. of those coaches. To let him do it. Absolutely. He should not have been on the field.
0: He, he should not have been on the field Absolutely because we not. thought the ankle was a lot better than what it was. It turns out it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But I do have People to – People are
1: saying pregame – there is a visible limp he should not play. And yeah. the fact that they still played him and played him deep into that game is bullshit. It's disservice yeah. to the coaches, but it's, it is one of those bad. things where it's like, that but was it, definitely
0: a, a family unit. So there is the... The amount of
1: players yeah. that came out against that decision, NFL, college, everything, like speaks volumes. But, here's the, but here's the bottom
2: line. It was his decision. It wasn't, the just the coach. Him no. it wasn't just the coach it wasn't just the coach but this is but, true but this is a kid who he wanted that one this he knew this was his last college game and he wanted that opportunity and this is another exception to the rule where so many guys are like no i'm not going to risk my nfl future this was a player who wanted to be out there on the field for one last shot at glory with his teammates I and i think that's that's culture tonight. that's culture because you also look at you also look at the center, who the, the Remington Award winner, who went out and got to take the snaps. And no, that was an he injury came in risk for at that point. one play. But but that's that's my point. And I think what to Ty's point is that shows the culture they have there. Of sure. These are players so invested. And they want to play for their coach. In they They're want coaches. to play and play for each other. Mm-hmm. Sure. sure. He he wasn't needed. No,
1: he wasn't. And the coaches need to have the responsibility of saying, "Sorry, man. Like, you you can barely walk." No, you're not playing in this game. Well, and that's, that's why I think only point. I think
2: if you send him out like they did the center at the end of the Can game, you gets put him injured in, in that like, game.
1: Like, you realize, like, if he gets injured in that game and... His draft stock plummets. It, absolutely.
2: No, yeah. It's, I it's, can't ir- ir- it's <laughs> irresponsible <laughs> of the coaches that. So, well, to do and that's that. why I'm saying it's if they really would have done what they did with the center and let him go out there for the, the final snap, yeah. like yeah, for, the, been for the end of the game... And I, I I can see your point, but I just this is and it's again this plays into my me thing saying that this team is the epitome of the exception to the rule. Is right. these are guys who my NFL draft stock be damned, I'll make my way into the NFL. This is I'm in this moment right now, right? And I think that's in this time in this era, I think it's just cool to see that there is still remnants from the past. Whether whether people agree if, that it's right or not, I think it is cool that there there is still that mentality out there with some some kids is like, I'm, I'm here to do this for the program. Right. And for, or for the, not, not necessarily the program, but for my teammates, my coaches who invested in me and for the fans, I'm, I'm sure. doing this. And so, but yeah, it was the coaching staff after that first play, when mm-hmm. he went out there and was clearly came back hobbling, they should have taken him out. Absolutely. It's, and he showed guts and NFL's, was, NFL, NFL scouts think, and coaches will see that. I think it he shows some, some, Porter some Porter guts. Patterson
1: came out and he brought a great, he's like, <laughs> you need to be saved from yourself sometimes and he it was high school mind you but it was it was the same situation title game state title game his senior year
0: he wants to play for it
1: he he was injured going into the game decided to play through a high ankle sprain i think is what he said yeah he got hit hard on one play and got up hobbling and the first person he saw when he got up not his coach his mom came out onto the field and said get the fuck onto the sideline you are not playing you have a future
2: ahead of you. Yeah. This don't. is bigger than this game. You right? look at they'll the be-, be fine without you. You look go. at the Chiefs doing it with Patrick Mahomes. That's what Mahomes wanted exactly. to go back in. You need someone to say I'm glad up. you mentioned Cordero Patterson, because yeah. I just this is something that we didn't get to mention or we mentioned last week, but we haven't gotten to say officially on air that something to be broadcast. Cordero Patterson may have single handedly Destroyed uh, the Nickelodeon's opportunity to ever broadcast another NFL game. Oh, was he the F bomb? He, he was the F bomb. Ah, yeah. So they called him he out of bounds, and he came back in, and he <laughs> touched the ball, or he touched the defender. I can't, or the 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 returner. I can't remember what. And so as the official, and for those of you who don't know, the the Bears Saints second round, uh, divisional round playoff game was a simulcast on Nickelodeon, and it was actually actually fairly well done throughout most of it. They had you know. Uh, slime cannons in the end zone. Whenever touchdowns happen, I mean mm-hmm. it's just graphics. But a big SpongeBob graphic went up whenever a field goal was being attempted, which it was really funny because when Will Lots missed the field goal, it straight up like it. The thing <laughs> went up and then he missed it. And I'm watching with my buddy Poncho. We're both just like SpongeBob scared him. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's what happened there. He saw SpongeBob. Oh, <laughs> so, isn't a but anyway, <laughs> yeah. so Cordero Patterson. He's right, he's white right by the referee when the referee is announcing. He's like, oh, number eighty four, and you straight up the mic picks up. Cordell proud is going, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> and that's where and I'm watching this. I was like, oh my god, millions of kids on just heard sort of what the fuck on yeah. Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah. it's
0: awesome. um, going back to the like, obviously injuries and playing through it. Uh, the other thing is you do see you do see that happen, obviously in the pros and different things like that. Is Michael Thomas came out. Um, and he has to have surgery on like, uh, some ligaments, two degrees, yeah. his deltoid and uh, his ankle. He's having a lot of surgery. Right. And he's having a lot of surgery in the off season. And he, he's like, he's like, I honestly probably shouldn't have been out there, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity to be with Drew Brees one last time. Yep. And that was like one of the other like heartwarming things that I completely forgot until we talked about the injuries coming mm-hmm. back. It's different I, when he's
1: already been getting paid.
0: Right, exactly. He's he's already getting paid, and that's a completely different... It's like, that's the moment. That's why I would want to put that benchmark as that's the moment. When you're in the playoffs, you you have the contract, you have the money, that's the
1: moment. And that's another reason, like, when you look at that that whole situation, like, you want to make a case for players getting paid... There wasn't a coach that stopped this kid who has
2: an extremely bright NFL mm-hmm. future. Number 11. Oh, the Mel number yeah. 11 uh, rated prospect. If, mm-hmm. if Devontae Smith doesn't have the year that he is,
1: he's probably ahead of him in Eight the draft or nine. order. Like, and if he doesn't get hurt. But like the coaches that are getting paid millions of dollars to make decisions mm-hmm. let this kid who's getting paid nothing... It's a free ride for a few years. Yeah. They don't have the consciousness to say, hey, you, you could ruin your entire future if you mm-hmm. take a, one wrong hit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the case I want to make. Like, and, that's, and, that's then, and you're right. You're
2: Absolutely right. irresponsible. And, I, and that's coaches. where I, I just I love the guts of it, and I love absolutely. the, the sure. devotion. But, no, you are you right. And after that first play. after that, Okay, we're going to let you go out there. We're going to let you try. You are hell-bent on doing this. Come limping back. That, on, you're limping yeah. on the sidelines. He even your first, got, he even your first got a play. First down.
1: Yeah, on that, on that play. I remember. I remember it distinctly. But he got yeah. up, and you could tell that he was in visible pain, yes. hobbling to the sideline. Mm. It's just like there's no one. He on should the not be there, Yeah, play. they should not have let him play a single like, another play after that. We're deep enough to yeah. to not need water. We haven't needed yeah. him most of the year. Right. Like mm-hmm. he's still getting a ring. Like, and he played deep into that game. Is what yeah. what killed me about that. Is just like, yeah. Yeah. come on.
2: I'm all yeah. I can definitely understand letting him play in that moment, sure. but yeah, as soon as you see that he's not right, mm-hmm. get his ass out of there. Yeah, and everything. Uh, I, do, I definitely was, agree with
1: that. It was very evident just in warmups that he, he shouldn't have been playing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my only point on that. But
2: um, yeah. Yeah. coming out of that too, we did see it was just, and we mentioned it last week, but we'll just say real quick: Sarkeesian, offensive coordinator, takes the mm-hmm. Texas job. Bill O'Brien, the name that's been bandied about. Uh oh, you got something else. And Doug Marone and Doug Marrone oh, joining okay. the staff as an
1: offensive line coach.
2: Okay. Mm, Did they actually uh, hire O'Brien? Is that done deal or yes, is it still yeah, yeah, It's done deal, done deal now? Done deal. I love that for, today, Mar- for for Marone. both him and for Alabama cuz that probably cat- we've seen that OC job that Alabama OC job catapult coaches mm-hmm. and I Bill O'Brien's clearly going to be the next one. He'll end up at a power 5 program within probably 4 years, yep. if not sooner.
1: And one of these guys eventually is going to be inherit that because Sab- yep. like Saban well, it, it came out that Saban wanted Sarkeesian to be the coach in waiting, mm. similar to the whole uh, Mac Brown. Was it Muschamp? Situation? Will Muschamp? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And at Texas, and it's just like a job came along where you can't turn, turn it down. down. Yeah. And came along for Muschamp with Florida, and now I mean, how do you turn down Texas? The biggest biggest donor pool in the country. Yeah. Horns down, but <laughs> if you're a coach, you can't turn down that job. No, that, you can't it, turn like, down that money. Yeah, like, no. he said, that, that We're going to be all gas, no breaks. So yeah. expect the Longhorns to, con- I mean, continue to put up points. Mm. Putting up points is never their issue. Mm. Uh, but we'll see how who he hires for that defensive staff because that'll be very. That'll very be be I actually have heard that Muschamp's in play for that. That'd be in, uh, for wow. defensive coordinator back insane. at Texas again. So yeah. we'll see. That's a huge, huge thing. I, I, the, As much as it pains me because I, I do hate Texas, uh, I, I want to see Sarkeesian succeed. Like That would be a really cool redemption story uh, with all the issues he had when he was with USC with his alcohol right. issues and turning that around. And
2: am I a bigger humanity fan or am I a bigger K-State fan? You're
1: a bigger K-State fan. I know it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that is correct, sir. I, did you yeah. order a beer via text message? Yeah, I totally did. That's
1: why Good I asked job. if you wanted one.
0: Sure. Haley, <laughs> smile for the camera.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's smiling under that mask. <laughs> um,
0: um, yeah, so uh, do we want to move on to the NBA or do we want to tr- briefly cover what the draft is kind of doing for um, this upcoming year because of the whole COVID thing?
1: Oh, yeah. We can cover the... Uh, yeah, because so I just got announced yeah, yes, yesterday. Yes, 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 yeah, Yeah, we can do that yeah. real quick.
0: So it's really, really quick. Obviously, that's the uh, seventh pen that we've lost today. Uh, it's dead. Don't, um, we
2: don't have any <laughs> more pens. <laughs> They're like, all over here. <laughs> we
0: picked them up, and then we just <laughs> keep throwing them on the ground. Uh, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> So basically uh, what the NFL is doing uh, for the – there's not going to be a combine this year, Correct. Um, which is good and bad. There's not going to be a combine this year, and so they're going to get all the information and all the stuff that they need from the different pro days that they're going to be setting up across everything.
1: So pro days will be very formal and, right. like, basically they're going to encourage all pro days to be
2: very similar in how they're run. Right. So not really a thing. Right. So a very uniform thing is what they're going to mm. put up for everything to be – okay, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs>
0: um, but so then basically the thing that – it's good and bad in my opinion on this because uh, it used to be if you had a bad combine, you just rely on your pro day, making your pro day be phenomenal. Now you don't have that opportunity. So now it's like you better come out guns a-blazing and ready to go when it comes to this pro day thing mm-hmm. because this might be the only shot you get. Right. Uh, but in the same fact, I do like what they're doing, obviously, the being safety of the players overall. So let's do that. And especially the teams that are going to be traveling are going to be constantly tested and they're – Thinking of, kind of keeping a lot of the coaches different, obviously, but like the main staff the same. The, that times and does all the that.
1: Uh, so, what's just bear with me, like what's more safe about like doing a senior bowl than a combine? Not much. Nothing. Uh, they're bringing in players from all over the country. Why couldn't they do regional combines? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and require that all players those. quarantine for two weeks before they go to the like hey, if we find out you didn't quarantine, you're out. Right. Like, I think I, I do think there is a better way for the NFL to do this. I agree. It's weird. Um, I just it's, know it's, that it it is we need to mention Yeah. yeah no, I absolutely should mention that. it because it, it absolutely affects our draft game coming up. Yeah. Uh,
0: we could have the second year of what we talked about earlier with the Andrew Thomas thing where it's like players or teams will take the guy that they've been eyeing for a little bit right. instead of the guy... That might combine, test well. Did the combine not happen last year? It did happen last it year. It did happen last it year. It I, did. I, thought, I thought I remembered No, but remember because the they went back because they didn't get any pro days afterwards because right. of all that. I'm, that there wasn't a lot of like teams honing
1: in correct. on their guys. And yeah. there was a lot of like... It was all Zoom interviews. And zoom interview I'm going to
2: disagree with that just because I think that... Uh, because I want to disagree, and I feel like disagreeing because I don't like you, Ty. So. Whoa! Uh, oh, whoa. 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 It comes out! I finally! I love you. Hot takes! Oh, he doesn't just like you, he loves I you. I don't like whoa. you, I love you. Um, it's the loving that's easy, it's the <laughs> that's liking right. that's hard. Well, <laughs> Thank you, was, Madame um, That was good. So, anywho, no, no, but I, I disagree because I think that, I think the reason that a lot of teams, the Giants in particular, stuck to their draft board that they'd had early on. Was because Gettleman gonna Gettleman. Gettleman gonna Gettleman. Um gonna Gettle-man. get a man. <laughs> but I, damn it. Gettleman. But no, but I think that it was the COVID was so new at that situ at that point that teams were scrambling to try to figure out this new world and this new situation that they were in, and I think that now that they're gonna have a year to mm-hmm. have really figured this out right. and a lot more time to. Figure out how what what the best way to get players scouted, the best way mm-hmm. to talk with players, the best way to break down film, the best way to just the best way to figure out who the best players are for them. I think they've had now a year to do that. I think that it
0: could I, I don't good, see it being. Yeah, I
2: think that was something where it was just crap. We we literally have no way to do this because it's this just happened. Like we can't right. be bringing these players in. I think now that the Zoom and so many other things that. Have the the world is different than it was Mm. nine months ago.
0: It is going to be weird because a lot of the, I'm wondering if like some of the like obviously all like so so there's about four or five sites that I visit a lot to see who visits. I'm wondering if they're going to add a category that's like zoom visit <laughs> like mm-hmm. oh this guy had a zv like next to his name i just like, i just
2: think that they're just more ve- they're well more well versed in it, dealing yeah. with this situation the pandemic at this point and so yeah. uh, i think that they're going to be There's more prepared on there yeah <laughs> so I, I think they'll be more prepared i think that it's still going to be an interesting draft again we uh, blindly look at yeah. these things the spoken we literally <clears> dartboard and yeah just don't, we don't, don't know watch, what we're talking
1: about they don't watch our show i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> they might Hey, uh, go ahead. If you watch our w- show, in w- your next show by NFL. saying fuck you tailgate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay? Then I'll believe you. Won't. If you're
2: looking for the- There's a chance that I might be there for their next if If this is, yeah. is going to happen, then I might be there for their next God podcast. Damn, so man, that it's gonna, not going to be legitimate anyway. I'll just sit there and wait. Like, come on, come <laughs> on, say it. <laughs> you just all of a sudden see me appear on camera. Damn it, Lance, you didn't say it, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You didn't even watch our show.
0: No. <laughs> www.nfl.com, That's the best place to go. So, anyway... Yeah.
1: And Mel Kuyper's drafts are always spot on. Spot on. Go for it. Spot on. Anyways, sorry, Duncan. No, I was saying, anyway,
0: I was trying to segue. Yeah, this draft... uh, Ooh, little little rubs. No. No. I have to go. (laughs) Yeah. So, this entire... This entire draft process is going to be really fun, but it's also always going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm really hoping that we can get some tape on the pro days. That's the only thing I'm hoping that are more than just, like, camera videos, like mm. camera phone videos, but that's I don't a, think it's going to happen. Gonna, that's not going to be. Because because, you'll,
1: you'll hear reported times. and report, yeah. Like, uh, the programs that – well, I, I honestly, I don't really know how all programs – there's a lot of programs that will just put out the information of, like, what their times were, yeah. or what their, mm. but you don't usually see very much video, right? Um, but we'll see. It might it might be very different this year. Yeah, we'll, I mean, because we'll there are
0: certain players in the draft that we flagged because they had such a good combine we're, that like even came on late, like AJ Dillon. When I we mean, were, we're, about we're, Dillon
2: the, we're, we're having like we're talking about all this. Like, let's be honest. Once we end up doing, once we get to the draft, ultimately for us and for how we break down the draft, I don't. I. I, don't I think, think this I, ended up being
1: that big a deal. I mean, it wasn't last year. Um, yeah. Last year, the biggest thing that worried us was uh, was the potential for movement, and yes. there wasn't a whole
2: lot of that. There wasn't any. Well, yeah,
1: there wasn't. A whole lot of movement at all in the
2: first round and and not um, to mention that we also there's three games left in this NFL season any trades in the first and year. so and the draft yeah, isn't until is. late April and there's only three games left in this NFL season we're gonna right. be we'll we're, we're gonna have a lot more information to come before that draft right. happens so we'll have a Correct. lot more breaking down moving right. forward then soon we're not going to have real football to be talking about like live-action games to yeah. talk about
0: honestly I've yeah, yeah, Our podcast
2: will probably go back to being like an hour long. <laughs> yeah we've
0: been we've been diving super deep obviously into the draft and all that stuff as well like and Titanic We always, always dive deep. Yeah.
2: Uh, we've have yet yet to talk like about gerbil it. Richard Gere deep. Whoa. <laughs> 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 like Lemmy <me> Winks <coughs> Deep? Yeah. You know that was like a rumor, right? That was an actual rumor <laughs> at one point that Richard uh, Gere had a gerbil up his ass. Like wow. all the time? Constantly? Or like I mean once. for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Damn. Let me wow. winks? Yeah. Whew. yeah. <laughs> That may well See, like, oh, yeah, you oh, say oh, you say, oh, oh, say oh, dive God. deep, man. I'm gonna take that someplace. Yeah, you're okay? going knuckles. Yeah, that's what you get when I. <laughs> that's what you guys get when I'm sitting <laughs> here trying to be serious. Jesus. Yeah, now I'm gonna be the
0: asshole. Yeah, turning people right. asshole.
1: The, the yeah. Duncan, goddamn it! All right. Either way, yeah, it's NBA. gonna be it's gonna be a weird draft <laughs> this season. One's be Let's move 13. on to the NBA. So James Harden, <laughs> weird to mention Houston in another oh. trade. But here we are. Yeah, Houston is potentially going to lose two superstars this year. They already lost one in Harden uh, to the Brooklyn Nets. Actually, it looks like a slam dunk trade after a couple games. He is averaging 33-18 and – yeah, no trying to do the math.
0: Lions just hired uh, Saints secondary coach Aaron
1: Glenn. As a defense coordinator, former oh, I thought Pro Bowl I thought corner. You're gonna say like head coach? I'm like, the, with the secondary? Former, former <laughs> yeah. Pro Bowl corner
2: with the Jets. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. So are breaking news. Wait. Yeah, you, you guys have already hired your head coach. I'm, we're done with I'm, NFL. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, we're done with that. NBA more notifications. <laughs> yeah. Phone flipped over. <laughs> All right, but anyway, you know, the Harden trade ended up being a four-team trade. Uh, I didn't like the fact this. that it lost them Jarrett Allen because I like him more than DeAndre Jordan. But when you have two – well, not three superstars, it doesn't matter Mm. who your center is in general in the NBA now Um, because DeAndre Jordan's still serviceable. But uh, also – Did Kyrie play last night? Kyrie hasn't hasn't played in like two and a half weeks. All right, all right. so yeah, just, uh, I think like, there's an outside chance Kyrie is not ever going to play with those two ever again.
2: Well, and this is something that we because we didn't really we, did. we said that we were going to wait until year back to really talk NBA, but I did mm-hmm. briefly last week in addition uh, three of podcasts never happened. Um, I mentioned how if if Kyrie Irving can't bring himself to have the respect for an NBA legend, a Hall of Famer two-time MVP like Steve Nash as his head coach yeah. who the hell is he going to ever respect
1: right and, and a, a reporter after m- the last game that they had before Harden got brought on, brought <clears throat> in uh, asked him do you anticipate having Kyrie at any point the rest of the year and he just said i don't know mm-hmm. that's how much the head coach is already kind of out on that situation yeah. right. and a good point that was brought up Ridiculous. online do you think there is any chance in hell if Kyrie, if the same situation was happening with an NFL player that they wouldn't be traded already, you're not reporting saying that there's uh, family issues and then it comes out that you're at your sister's 30th birthday party Mm -hmm. in a club, not social distancing, not wearing masks, nothing during a pandemic, and not really telling anyone what's going on in your life that's causing you to not be there,
2: would you be on an NFL I'm a grown man. Why do I have to be – telling? why do I have to be I'm, – I'm not being babysat. Why do I have to tell anybody where I'm going? I'm s- because you signed a lot of – a contract for a lot of money to play basketball mm. for this team. The Kyrie
1: Irving experience is very frustrating. I know this as a Boston Celtics fan. You defend him until you can't defend him anymore. Uh, I would be surprised if there's any Brooklyn Nets fans that's defending him at all right now mm. because you don't – it's proof already you don't need him. They've looked fantastic with just Harden and Durant.
0: I mean, yeah, like. Jay Z is, is going to send the Illuminati yeah. after him. One of the things that we said. Uh,
1: <laughs> not an owner anymore. Yeah, he, he owns an agency. He can't be an owner. Yeah. Jay Z is not going to send the Illuminati. <laughs> <Yeah. still. laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I did
0: love, honestly, like even just like what I mentioned earlier today was last night was watching the Harden to KD buzzer Dude. beater shot. Like it was, and it was beautiful, nicely done, great time, and just that perfect, was an incredible perfect connection. Like that was ins- it was, It was so
2: great back and forth. But 20, the Russian guy's going to send the Russian mob after game. him. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, the Russian guy's not an owner anymore. The Russian guy's not going to send the Who Russian is mob their after owner? him. I
1: don't even know. It's probably an ownership group, and there's not really like a uh, big guy. Whatever. Either way. Um, the Kyrie Irving experience. I've said this to a few people. I don't think I've mentioned it to you guys. Oh, um, the KY
2: experience? Oh, it's KI. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> KY is something different. I mean, his uh, first uh, name uh, is KY, so, K- K- I mean, you know. Uh, K-Y, are you Jelly, bro? KY Jelly? Oh, is that, <laughs> where are you going with
1: this one? God damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. When Kyrie was with the Celtics, in an interview, he said that he doesn't plan on sticking around the, in the NBA late into his career. I think there's an outside chance he retires within the next year. Oh. He has never been in love with basketball. He does it because he's very good at it. He doesn't like everything that comes with it with the media and the scrutiny and everything. He's kind of a weird guy. He's made a lot of money already. Kind of he's a weird guy. He's early. one of them
2: flat earthers, dude. Like
1: He's a very weird guy. He used um, to talk to his Uncle Drew. We went and saw that in theaters. Yeah, we did. Remember? And we I watched it not long, long ago. It's did. not a bad movie. It's We defended that. But it's not as good as we tried to make. Like, yeah. I, I came out of that. as was like, that might be better than Space Jam. Yeah. That's how much you defend Kyrie Irving when he's on your team. You you believe it, but it is—it is not a bad movie. It's really funny at moments. But, anyways, Kyrie Irving will
2: never be in Space Jam because he's a (laughs) fighter.
1: He might be in Space Jam. I don't fucking know.
2: (laughs) I think we're getting a trailer for Space Jam too. Yeah, it's coming out on HBO Max later this year. So I think I saw—I saw saw a clip, like a quick clip of footage. Yeah, but it was literally like two seconds. Yeah,
1: I I Honestly, the premise sounds even better than the first one. Not gonna lie. Hmm. All right. um, Let's do this. Yeah. No, I think Space Jam 2 is going to be awesome. But either way, Kyrie's, Come on there's a big chance that he gets traded. And, the and there's an outside chance, I don't think, that he maybe plays ever again. Yeah. Right. Wow. I, and if he does, he could retire right after this season.
2: I mean, why do you think they were so eager then to go get KD James Harden? It's just like, right. yeah, Harden is his I mean, own separate bag of issues, but at least he's going to show up and play. Well, and I mean, Harden now, if you've seen him. Like
1: his post game and everything, and like how even how he plays on the court. Like, not that he didn't play hard in Houston, because he, I mean, he averaged near triple double and 30 plus points, but like he looks happier playing with KD. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he looked less selfish last night. Like, well, he's I mean, well selfish good. It's, 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 it's always been a great pass. Well, pass. and so he like got the selfishness, like.
3: Well, like and he got asked about game. it. Yeah, he got asked like, about like, like I, being able to. Pretty,
2: yeah. No, he, he, after the game last night, he got asked about being able to play with Durant. He's like, it's there's this maturity, man. Like yeah. we're we're older, we're we're grown men now. You know, they were kids back then. Other man. than All Star games, they haven't
1: played together since before Harden really broke, broke out. out. Yeah. Like, Harden and they were what good.
2: 22,
1: 23 years Harden old at that was like point. Twenty one. Yeah, like he was yeah. not even like Harden was the last of the three taken oh. in three consecutive classes, and it was only as second year in the league after oh, seven it? oh eight oh nine yeah. Yeah, like, and he got traded after the 2012 finals, so he had been in the league three seasons. Is this yeah. his third season? Or second season? Third, that? yeah, 09-10, oh, 10-11, yeah. and 11-12. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he was 21 years old, just finally coming into his own, and then he really broke out in Houston as the number one option. But, like... Think of how much those guys have grown. They already know each other really well. Their mm. personalities kind of vibe. They're not. I love it. that's one of my favorite. Oh, well, mine Harden. too. <laughs> but Harden also I had other. He did the Harden when he like walks away from there. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, guys, I, I was like, I was like, what, what, what did I miss it is. But Harden for seven years, uh-huh. other than one year with Chris Paul, because after the injury, the one year in between. Like, Mm. the second year of Chris Paul in Houston, he wasn't the same. And he was good again, OKC. But, like, in seven years, he had to do everything. Mm. They tried to pair him with Dwight Howard. Wasn't a good fit. Tried to pair him with Russell Westbrook. Wasn't a good fit. Tried to pair him with CP3. Wasn't a good fit. And then by the time they got John Wall and the guys they have now, he's like, no, it's over. Like, it's Mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. I'm out. Like, But think of all the growth that he had to go through. Like, he had to try to keep that team together. And they were... God, Very seriously. good team for a while. And that's seriously, why I think poor
2: he... Houston fans, man. I mean, you have to deal with that. You have to deal with what's going on with the with the Texans and Deshaun Watson. And you have to deal with the asterisk goes, asterisk throws, whatever. Like, man, that's a rough
1: go for Houston fans. Well, and you didn't get a title out of the 2018 season where they, I think, were legitimately the best team in the league. Mm. If Chris Paul doesn't go down, they win the championship.
2: Last year, you're up 24-0 in the AFC, in the AFC Divisional round against the Chiefs. And uh, yeah, stuff happened after that. Well, and in the conference,
1: the, in Game Seven against the Warriors, they missed twenty-eight consecutive three-pointers, and Which
2: still, I don't think I would do that 28? just at the gym. No, like I would.
1: The bad, <laughs> the bad luck of this friend of this city over the last few years. Yeah, they got the title with but with the asterisk with the Astros, were like. What a downfall! Like it looked like two years ago, the city had it all.
2: They were about had to be the, the city of champions. quarterback.
1: Had they had a great Houston uh, Rockets team, they had great Astros team, and now it's all falling apart. Mm. Cheating scandal. Harden's gone. Deshaun's going to be Houston.
2: Gone. Bridge is falling down. It's
1: ridiculous. Feel you got to feel bad for that city, the fans not.
2: Not the organizations. No, not, not anybody running those organizations, just the fans. See,
0: you went London Bridge or Houston Bridge. I immediately go Whitney Houston. Didn't we almost have it all?
1: Both applicable. <laughs> the last point I want to make with all this, with Harden in the east now, if you look at it top to bottom, is the east deeper than the, than the west now? I would say so. I mean, you have KD, you have Harden. You have Kyrie, you have Jimmy Butler, you have Kawhi Leonard, or no, Kawhi Kawhi's back in the in the West. Sorry, you had Kawhi Leonard for one year. Uh, you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown breaking out at the same time, having fantastic seasons. I mean, I I look at the West. You, you got even got have LeBron, Westbrook, like on a bad team. You have Russell Westbrook, who was just MVP like two, three years ago.
2: West, you got LeBron. You got eighty. I got didn't Dame. even mention Giannis. <laughs> yeah, you got Dame. You got Kawhi maybe Paul George having a good year, but yeah, but I
1: I mean, other than that, like Luca, Luca
2: for sure is in that argument at this point, but that team's underperforming. Uh, that team is underperforming. John Morant's not there yet. He Mm -hmm. could be injured. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, San Antonio doesn't really have anybody anymore in that argument. Plays I mean, good Oklahoma altogether. City has young guys that could eventually. Right. Chris Shea, Paul a Shea little bit going to be a star, but he's not there. Chris Paul a little bit over the over the uh, bless you um, a little bit over the hill, but Devin Booker. Kind of on the outside looking in, nice. just right again. A Suns team that everybody thought is going to be like a top three. Season. Nikola Jokic is
1: in that. Yeah, I mean, Jamal, in Jamal the, Murray, another one the, outside looking like the, in. The Nuggets have
0: a good roster and they play really well together.
1: But it's very much similar to like what the East was a couple years ago. These are all like really good players, but would you put them over most of the guys in the East?
2: Uh, the only the ones I would put over the guys in the East the would be, guys. yeah, on the LA guys, Luca.
1: I, 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 I would put Luca. I would put
2: Luca on board with Tatum. He's, I would put Luka higher than Tatum.
1: He doesn't play defense. He's a worse shooter. Like Luka's potential is higher than Tatum's, but he's not better than Tatum right now. Uh,
2: I just, mm-hmm. I just think that Lu- mm-hmm. elite That's defense to man. That's, yeah, Luka doesn't. All right, play I'll, I'll give you even. I'll give you even. I'll, I'll take
1: even just because of his offensive upside, but no.
2: But I would, uh, yeah, LeBron really AD, on one, honestly. LeBron AD, Kawhi, and. Yeah, I mean, Dame, I would say Willard, mm-hmm. and that's probably about the only ones I would say are up there with a KD or a James Harden or a Giannis. KD
1: is also – like, it's insane. We've never seen a player recover from an Achilles tear like he is. Yeah. He's having career highs in multiple categories. And, like, I thought that at least, like, he wouldn't be able to drive with the ball as well as he did in years past. He's just as good driving. Mm-hmm. Like, the, you, if you told me, like – I wouldn't believe you that he had an Achilles tear yeah. if I just watched him and didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like oh, Steph. Steph. I, yeah, Steph's playing incredibly this year.
0: I, I think we also have to mention the fact that there was that they gave him, obviously, a lot of extra time off to make sure that right, he correctly. a correct whole, whole year, and year off. And and sh- it shouldn't have taken that long. Right.
1: But they I, knew that they yeah. weren't going to be a top four seed by that point. Yeah. So what did it matter? Like, right. And Kyrie yeah. sat out at the end of the year, too. So, like, yeah. you, you don't need to play him. Why play him? Right. Yeah, it's Man. the 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 flip that happened in the East and the West in the last two years is insane. You
2: I would say right I would list. say the talent is comparable. I would say that the talent is about even yeah, the, at this point because they both there's both both leagues. Oh, I'm sorry, both conferences have young talent that are yeah, veteran, look so. like they're emerging into that top tier. Uh, in a Luca, a, a Tatum, mm-hmm. uh, I would say Jokic is maybe up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is. What Jokic is doing in Denver is insane. Um and I would say he's the best center in the NBA right now. I would put him above Joel Embiid. For the current game, yeah. I would I mean it's either if it's
1: depends on what you want in your center. For what Denver does, he's he's the best. But the East answer to him is Embiid, but Embiid's not I mean, he's not in shape. So I would say even bam. I like. I was going to go Bam Adebayo, and he's having. Oh my god, incredible season! He's the first player, sorry, through ten games to ever have a true shooting percentage over seventy percent. And uh, God, I I can't remember the other part of that set, but the he is having a career year, and his breakout in the playoffs last year was huge. Miami has something to build around after Jimmy is Mm -hmm. done, which is sooner than later. Like he's wore himself down in his career mm-hmm. like, but bam is a legitimate piece that they can build around yep but it, it's cool to see the changing in the card because like as mm-hmm. much as like yeah lebron's still playing at a high level only playing like 30 minutes a game now <clears throat> steady decline in minutes as you expect at the end of a career but the league is in great hands there's a lot of star potential
0: coming up yeah yeah i mean that's what we, i mean. Luca,
2: zion tatum yeah. i mean there's so many exciting yeah. young players that,
0: we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It's weird when the sports ty- kind of time and line up like that. Like, you yeah. have a big change in the guard in the NFL. At the same time, you have a big change in the guard in the NBA. Yeah. And uh, even just a little one in hockey. I mean, you do have some young, like, young talent that's been they, – their kind of big young talent breakout has been probably about, what, two, two three years ago, um, which was a lot of, like, you know, Connor McDavid's and stuff like that. Um, but in the same fact, you have that, like, that small change in the guard there. And then even just, like like, baseball just – Teams changed, you know, drop of a hat, and it's now like you're starting to get some of those teams that were bigger talent pools. Yeah, it's just
2: bigger talent pools than we've ever seen, and across all sports,
1: and it's it's really cool to watch.
2: Also, just because of the because of uh, training and and diets and so many things that are allowing these guys to maximize their athletic potential. Yeah, Mm -hmm. sports science
1: is better than it's ever been. Um, Yeah, it's it's fun to watch the NBA obviously having problems with COVID issues, uh, a lot of games getting postponed, mainly in the East. The East is having a lot of trouble. Yeah. If you really followed it, a lot of teams that played the uh, Washington Wizards over the past few weeks starting to have COVID issues. And then mm-hmm. finally, after like the fourth team in a row that played them and then had players out with COVID, they're like, hey, maybe maybe you guys should shit. <laughs> What's the common denominator like, here? It was literally four teams in a row because Boston was one of those teams. And people were like, how hasn't Washington had any games postponed and finally they did but you're seeing it a lot in college basketball too yes college basketball we're getting robbed of a lot of cool matchups in college basketball they were kicked the shit out of KU yeah. KU has been just destroyed <laughs> twice and i still feel like next week they'll be like seventh probably i after they lost by like twenty five to Texas, they dropped like two spots.
0: Mm-hmm. Honestly, like,
1: I, I was I was shocked that uh, Michigan State in the top
0: ten after uh, the route of Minnesota. I think, I think if there's, of, but I I think, I, th- yeah.
2: I think the only thing you can definitively say about college basketball right now is it is clear that Gonzaga and Baylor are the are the one two. Oh, like yeah. I don't think there's anybody that touches them right now. Yeah, and it, and
0: obviously it goes back to Which how you,
2: even more weird it is that Gonzaga is just
0: all the way up there,
2: and Baylor's yeah. here, and then it's the rest of the But, well, who yeah. knows? Because who it's, knows- like, the best of the Big Ten. But Big then Ten's who like, knows, because you speak be of like games right that the- we got robbed of, and that was the Gonzaga-Baylor yeah. game. And if Baylor hangs close, maybe, you know, or if Baylor pulls the upset. Who God, knows? Man. Like, we don't know how much – we don't know what that gap between Gonzaga and Baylor is. Yeah, I, d- yeah we are
0: kicking – we're still kicking ourselves. I mean, every week we've mentioned when we talk about college
1: basketball, it's like, God, we were robbed of that game. Like, yeah. Well – yeah, and then like they came out with their – There's going to be a change to the format of the of the conference tournaments. Honestly, I think this is a year where they just should scrap the conference tournaments. Regular season champions, you get you get the automatic berth. Sorry, no.
0: We desperately need it for taps on I mean, Main. We really like the conference
2: tournaments. I I, I get that, but it's business. How yeah.
1: I, I get the business. Yay, yeah, that. Iowa <laughs> State fans.
2: Oh.
1: I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, if anybody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me.
0: Yeah. No, it's um, – yeah. It's like, honestly, it's, speaking – I understand exactly where you're coming from on that point. It is not lost on me. Obviously, I'm just speaking
2: as a, you know, person – No, Purely I mean, business sense working at a bar downtown. my money too. but right. Except for you Iowa State fans at the other place in Overland Park that go and watch that. I love you guys. This – me saying that about Iowa State fans has nothing to do with my years working at the OP and dealing with you guys. Yeah, Iowa I State I feel like fans. there's – I
1: feel like that's – you're being a little facetious. it's um, ah, one of my favorite. My years yes. living in the state of Iowa um, in a very ag-centered area of the state, which is most of it, but um, specifically where I'm from. Yeah, I love you. guys. The dirty
2: dodge. Yeah, you wonder how I. Yeah, people wonder why I feel the way I do about KU being a K State fan living in this territory. Like, yeah, I feel you. No, I mean. Even my Ish. my
1: hometown is still like mainly Iowa fans, but oh, fair enough. I there's just a lot of yeah. Iowa State fans.
2: Love all sure. fan bases. All fan yeah, bases great. are great.
1: Yeah, they're all potential listeners. Because there's no there's no assholes in my yeah. fan base either. <laughs> Ohio State mm-hmm. fans, great people, right? Yep. Last uh, they, Ohio State game you went to, though, uh, they, they, they lost. lost by 31 points. So to fun. Nate Stanley. Yeah, it was fun. Some people forget. Yeah, I don't.
0: No, I, I never forget that. Um, uh, shout out to, uh, <laughs> shout out to our friend uh, Crystal that uh, told us remember, that, like one of the first things when we were working at Barley, she's like, You're just mad because Ohio State won the Super Bowl last year. And we were like, What? <laughs> it was, and oh man, it, sorry, that just brought yeah, up yeah. a really hilarious memory. We were yeah. like, The Super Bowl? Damn, that's impressive. That college team winning the Super Bowl? Holy that's hell.
1: It's <laughs>
2: <laughs> have been thought of, never, never actually <laughs> happened. Uh, yeah. Anything else you guys want to cover? Before uh, just real play? quick, uh, yeah, no. I really M-O-B. think it's cool what happened. It's really shitty, but it's uh, it was a cool reaction by the New York Mets. Mm-hmm. They have new ownership. Uh, Steve Cohen, he's really been going in on building the Mets into a winner. I mean, w- we saw how close they were five years ago when they lost the World Series to the Royals. Uh, and that, was, that pitching staff was one of the best pitching staffs I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cinder
0: Guardians of the Galaxy, man.
2: Well... D- <laughs> That was when Matt Harvey was still on top of the baseball world, though. Um, but that was uh, what what happened is their general manager. Uh, like oh my gosh, what I can't think of his name right now. Um, I, like I had it up here, but their general manager, who they had just recently hired, he it was uh, re, it was revealed that he had. Oh, the guy that just got fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy or, that um, just got fired for for the Mets, uh, Jared Porter. Yeah, uh, he had sent explicit text messages and harassing text messages to a foreign baseball correspondent while he was with the Cubs in 2016. Mm-hmm. And at one point it was over 60 unanswered text messages. 62. And man. these were like, these weren't just like, You're hey, like, it re- and it reached a point where he was just like, hey, why aren't you responding to me, blah, blah, blah. But it was like, he would send a picture of a bulge in jeans or, and finally the last one that he sent was straight up just a picture of an erect penis. And they, well, you're sending explicit pictures. Like, no, 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 they weren't all of me. It's like, that was just like a stock photo. That's supposed to be a joke. But, and she straight up sent back. It's like, this is very, this is very uh, disrespectful. This is very inappropriate, unprofessional. Please stop doing this. And yeah, it leaked out to the media. And so Steve Cohen, the the new owner of the Mets, who you've seen the moves that they've been making. They went and traded for Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. I mean, they've re-signed talented players. They've got... I'm going to say the best pitcher in baseball and Jacob DeGrom. I mean, the guy won back to back Cy Young's and quietly has been probably the best pitcher in the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the day after this come, this news comes out, Steve Cohen fires him just without a doubt. He says there is zero tolerance for this kind of behavior in our organization. And Porter admitted it. He came out and acknowledged like, yeah, I, I did those things. And so it just goes to show when we talked about what happened with the Washington Gross. football team, like the organization there and, so many things that are happening in these lock in in these sports organizations and in these front offices where it's always been a boys' club and they get away with it. It's nice really? to see in a baseball. Locker <laughs> right now.
1: I'd like to make that point in sports. Uh, just over ten years ago, Brett Favre was accused of the same thing. Kept his job.
0: Yep. Right.
1: Got and a new one after that. Like the girl provided the pictures and everything. Yep. Like legitimately sent is
2: yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, it's, it's,
1: it's a. Like, it <laughs> want to see my Danny Woodhead,
2: <laughs> but it's cool. It's, it's cool for, it's cool to see these, like an owner own own. just take that hard line. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, Absolutely. yeah, yeah I know. I'm tolerance. excited about what you've been doing, you know, but this is, no, this is not how I'm going to run my organization.
0: Right. And especially cause like at right now we're seeing this great influx of talent that's coming in with uh, assistance and, um, just, Execs and scouts, and all these like you know, professional things that it's actually coming from. You know, like, I mean, uh, I can't think of her name that is on um, the Niners, I think. But like, oh, the, the, yeah.
2: she what she said, she's not coming back next year. And I yeah. did see that, but. but
0: but there is that like, there's a big influx for like, it doesn't matter who you are, you're the best in this in this field, we're hiring yeah. you, and that is what needs to happen. Yeah, yep. yep. The same, same thing with. I the mean, minor, we're still not there yet. Eric yeah.
2: the enemy doesn't have a head coaching job, right. so we're still same not there yet. Same thing with the
0: minority right. thing. I mean, I do like what the NFL did with the whole like minority comp- compensator picks because that's obviously what the Rams get because the Lions hired uh, Brad Holmes. But like, this is going to th- be something that changes, and it needs to change because it needs to get rid of yeah. that
1: old-school mentality. This isn't right regardless. We think teams just don't want to strengthen the
2: Chiefs very much. Like They're like,
1: mm, no, we don't want to hire them because they get an extra third-round pick.
2: Yeah, but you're also taking away a uh, a valuable coach right. from them. So, sure. yeah. Uh, but,
1: but if anyone's proven that he can replace offensive <laughs> coordinators, Andy it's Andy, Andy Reid. But and, anyway, um, kudos to Steve way.
2: Cohen, Mets owner. <clears throat> that's you did Absolutely. did the right thing, and that's in a what in a world that we've seen so much corruption in sports, especially in front offices. It's it's just very encouraging to see well, something like and that, and especially a lot of
1: people came out today and said like. Yeah, the Mets lauded him as being this, like, great guy, and it's proof that we have a long ways to go of, like, judging character of people because it's more than just, like, confirming trade rumors and corresponding with media members that makes people great people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there needs to be a, a deeper dive into, like, wh- what's your character actually, li- actually yeah. like? Because, right. like, yeah, we I think we put people up on pedestals that sometimes, like, they shouldn't be on just mm-hmm. because of what we see. And, yeah, it's, it was great to see the, the reaction right away without thought. You're yeah. Gone. Right. Yeah, but anything else to add? No. Nope. All right. We'll uh, yeah. see you next week with a recap of the conference championship games and previewing the Super Bowl. Bring Let's it on, Bill. do this.
2: Rematch revenge for the 1993 ASC championship. Here we come, baby. Or a replay. We don't know. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> it's not in Buffalo. It's in Arrowhead. Oh. Uh. Thank <laughs> you.